Rhode Island. This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Ellens, and the show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports here on 90.7 WXIN. Today, I'm joined here by Dave Cusack, and we have a lot to talk about today. We have the Red Sox just continuing their wondrous PR season in 2017. We have Patriots opening night tomorrow, which I am ecstatic to get to. We have a bunch of other football notes, some Bruins stuff to get to. And if you want to join in on the conversation about any of these things, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787. Anyway, with all that, we have a lot on the table today. And you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with that, we're going to dive right in. So, if you listened to my little mini episode yesterday, or you've listened to any Boston sports news at all in the last 24 hours, the Red Sox are have been deemed pretty much guilty in a cheating scandal. The genesis of being that they used that they had people watching and deciphering the Yankee signals. This, of course, being brought to the attention of the league by the New York Yankees and Brian Cashman in particular, that they were watching the Yankee signals and then using Apple watches after deciphering these signals. People were sending what they were to trainers in the Red Sox dugout who were then communicating them to the players. Now, the now stealing signs is not illegal. Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the MLB, went on and said this. The part of this that's illegal is not stealing signs. Stealing signs is part of the game. But using the technology is what makes it illegal. And David, to that I have to say that the bad boy Red Sox strike again. Bad boy Red Sox with their Apple watches. They're not taking they're not taking any guff from Dennis Eckersley. They don't care what their manager's saying. They're just using Apple watches to steal signs. This team is just Ah, oh, this is a team you can get behind. Uh, this is something that I don't know. We're probably just biased as Red Sox fans looking at it. I don't think it's I don't think it's that much of a deal because I don't think stealing signs makes that much of a difference. Well, uh, once again, I, I once again, stealing signs is leak. Like yeah, that's that's the important. It, but it's just the technology is where the issue is, or where people are drawing the issue is because they use this you know this smart technology and uh, people you know want to think, well, what else can they do with that? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I agree that the technology. I think that it's right for the technology not to be used just because I guess like you can get it to them faster and I suppose that could help. But also my second thought about this after going, oh God, another cheating scandal that I need to commit time to talking about. My second thought was then, huh, funny how the one way that baseball is actually embracing the 21st century is using Apple Watches <laughs> to steal signs. Yeah. Which is just, this is, like, this is just dumb. Like, just... This is, for one thing, this makes the entire team just look dumb. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to throw this defense out there, but yes, I'm sure every team is doing some stupid thing to steal signs. But the Red Sox are the one team that gets caught doing it. And to give most of the Red Sox credit, they're taking ownership of it. Dombrowski basically just said, like, I barely even know why this is illegal. Yeah, we did it. Farrell... Farrell now is the one who's not taking it. Farrell basically just said it's a le- Mr. makes up words to describe things that his player, Mr. Speed between the bags, Farrell, said it's a league matter. So, you know, he's not one who's for talking, I guess. 
in terms of the league, what do you envision the league is going to you know do about all this? Oh God, it's going to be like a fine. It's, I mean, it doesn't feel like a loss of draft pick. Like, because once again, the the issue is you know does a loss draft pick in baseball matter that much? No, that even that yeah even that that's true. But yeah, no, this is this is like they'll get fined, they'll get slapped on their wrist. People will. I I don't. I'm not looking forward to social media now because now we're gonna see all the jokes like oh. Red Sox hired Bill Belichick. Ho, ho. And then they come up with a gate. That's, that's the joke. You just yeah. made the joke. Now make that joke 87 more yeah, days. Yeah, and over the entire internet, Applegate is going to just take the world oh by... Oh, God, please don't attach Oh, it's going to be Apple. Oh, it's already been on. It's already on. This is already going to be suffix gate, which is please, just... Please don't do that. Which I is can't. why I hate... Which is the thing that I'm the most pissed about. about. Honestly, I don't even care that they were doing this. I'm just pissed that now we have to deal with it. That was what that was what I came on yesterday and scorched the earth with my fury about. And I just hate adding gate to the end of something, making a name for a scandal. I mean, Watergate was the name of the hotel. Yeah. You can't just put gate on something. And yeah, you'd it. be to tell yeah, that you're to so, you're not creative. every sports news outlet ever. Nobody's creative. But, yeah. So, God, they just look so... Even worse, like, this is something that could have... Like, what they were doing with the Apple Watches... Could have been something that would have been accomplished if, like, just every couple of minutes, one of these trainers, like, ran, came out of the dugout, like, ran down a hallway, talked to one of these guys who was deciphering signs, and then ran back. And that would have actually been perfectly legal and would have basically achieved the same thing with, like, I don't know, five minutes of at a time. And they didn't do that because I guess running is too hard. I don't, it just... Maybe it was a situation in which they knew that, you know, even if they did get caught, it wasn't even going to be a huge issue. They could just say, yeah, this is a dumb thing we did. Maybe, maybe they assessed that before they started doing it and you yeah, know, but decided on, just, to take that risk. Don't get caught. Like, idiot. Like, what is it? It's just so dumb. Like, who? Oh, my God. And then just. Who looks the dumbest in this also is the other big thing. Is it the play? Because seemingly Pedroia might have been, like, leading the charge on this, which is just great. That Pedroia um, comes back and continues his absolute just ascension in the all-time Red Sox this season. I don't know who looks the most dumb in this. Uh, I think, I think it's just a dumb thing. This is I don't, just so stupid. I, it's very hard for me to say this who looks so the dumbest stupid. because it's just yeah. This is so stupid. They, they were just texting each other the signs like that's even gonna help. Like the, it's even worse because they lost three or four games in the series. Which just makes it even yeah. better. <laughs> that they, they lose three or four games in the series. And then... God, this is... It, no, and it's not like they're getting Texas signals, yelling what the signals are at the players. They're just going to immediately pick it up. Like, none of this is helping them in the moment. There's no way that you can get the signals and then immediately figure out, like, in the course of an at-bat. So, I don't know. Maybe you're trying to get the information for future games? Which, at that point, why bring in the Apple Watch if you can just write it down and go over it later? Because, once again, Dave, I don't know, but I feel like just because you're getting the signs doesn't mean you can use them immediately that moment. Yeah. No, yeah. Hey, and you'd be correct about that. It's just, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's, it's laughable, but you kind of, you kind of can't laugh at it because you know there are people elsewhere in the world that aren't, that don't think it's funny. That no, think they it's don't. a serious thing, that think it's like an issue. So. Which, I mean, honestly, they deserve all the crap that they're going to get just because this is stupid. Just because this is so stupid. And this team has spent this entire year. This team was just starting to get likable. Was It was starting to get likable. David Price has been gone. Pedroia was gone. They were playing. Devers was being good. And now the bats have cooled off. Pedroia's back. 
which I guess makes them. And now they're just they're just stealing signs, and John Farrell won't even comment on it. Which, by the way, maybe John Farrell didn't even know about this. Which, if that's the case, this that's, gets even. If this, that's the case, then he's the dumbest person. Then in this, this gets situation. even dumber. So I'm not suggesting that, because unless I think John Farrell is actually just an infant. Yeah, I, I, I would rather him know about it than oh, him just be, be this guy who just doesn't yeah, no, know No, like about if John it. Farrell's in the dugout, which of course are huge, in this complex of a dugout, sitting here's like, oh, what's everybody uh, talking to their wrist all the time? What's everybody doing? Why y'all... What does that thing do? What do you guys, guys got freckles that you're looking at? Oh, maybe we gotta check out mine. Oh, I got, I got a freckle. Guys, guys, there's a clock right there, like <laughs> right in center there's field. There's a f- clock right there. Oh, steal home! <laughs> Brock Holt, st- steal home. Okay. <laughs> so, runs, okay. Runs up to him. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Runs whispers in his ear. Hey, man, steal home. Yeah, may- yeah. maybe they was trying to steal us. Yeah, there's probably a sign that was stop running at third that they didn't understand. I'm sure that they were like, what's this sign that they keep giving them? And then they stop and they don't try to get to home? I don't know what this one is. This, this one we don't know. This one's hard for us. Maybe that's where they need the app to like calculate that. To go like. What what does it mean? They they get to third and then they stop sometimes. Maybe that's what they were uh, using it for. Yeah, well, I, I I would if that's what comes out of this. If John mm-hmm. if this teaches John Farrell like, hey, you don't need to go from second to home every time. You can stop and not get thrown out of it. Maybe this will maybe a third base. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> that's not it's not just like the third point that you're safe if you're there. Yeah, you're allowed to. That's you're allowed base? to stand on that base. That's base. What? <laughs> Fenway Park, third base, cleanest third base in the league. Um, honestly. But yeah, so maybe that's what comes out of this. I was wrong, and this was absolutely worth, I don't know, the $2 million. That the team that, by the way, has put, which is even funnier because I thought about this too, that this team has been putting all this effort into not going above the luxury tax. Yeah. And now they're just going to get fined anyway. And that's, which I know won't put them above the luxury tax, but I almost would like that if the league was like, by the way, we're going to count this against your cap. And now you have to pay the luxury tax. I kind of like that. I, 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 that would be fitting for how stupid this is. Maybe Dombrowski. <laughs> maybe Dombrowski thinks that if they, maybe Dombrowski thinks that if they get in trouble, the league will void David Price's contract. Maybe the I, we're gonna. I, uh, maybe I, I, I guess I can see how a person would think that. Not really. I, I don't. I'm just trying to think of a reason for this because this is so dumb. This is just so tough. Maybe John Farrell is just trying to get fired. I think it's the dumbest thing you've spent 11 minutes on. Yeah, but ever. I'm just not going to stop. In, I don't think this is, a, this, this is not the dumbest thing I've ever spent time on. There's no, this, this is pretty legitimate news, I think. The theories might get a little outlandish, but yeah, wow, it's already been 11 minutes. But this is not, the dumbest thing is probably, what was the dumbest thing I've spent time on? Tennis. I did tennis one time. I did a show with you one time where we talked about how there are no superstars in golf. Yes, that was the summer is a fun time for yeah, sports. Yeah, su- yeah. And now we enter. And once again, we enter the fall. I'm all excited to talk football. I want to do an all football show. Then this happens. Aren't you just annoyed that you're going to have to cover the Red Sox in the playoffs? A little like, bit. Aren't yeah. you just annoyed by that? A little bit. Yeah. But you know what? I'll deal with it. But <laughs> just. Ooh, this is frustrating. But it's like I'm less mad about it as I am just amused at this point. Because I've just kind of emotionally let this team go. I've just kind of emotionally let the bad boy 2017 Red Sox. By the way, that's who they are. They're the bad boy 2017 Red Sox. Man, I guess. <laughs> that's that's but, what you want them to be. That's what that's they what are. They They're bad be. boys, man. I'm telling you, they're the bad boys now. 
They they are the bad boys. But yeah, so either yeah, so either John Farrell knew about this and he's an idiot and doesn't know how to cheat, which I guess you don't learn when you're a baseball manager, or John Farrell didn't know what's going on and he's completely oblivious and even dumber. I I, I think either of those are plausible. Yeah, I, I, which is the point we're at with this guy. I, just, I think it's I think it's funnier if he doesn't know what's going on. Oh, it's way funnier. I, oh, it's, it's, I, I almost <laughs> hope it's that, just because I love the comedy of John Farrell at this point. Because also, I'm just emotionally like, I've accepted that the, that the managing just isn't going to be good. And so, I wonder how people outside of Boston would feel if they found out that he just earnestly didn't know what was going on. Would they feel pity for this guy? Would they? Yeah, no, no. Like, they, would they think it was funny? No, but it's okay, it? Dave, because he's supposed to be a locker. He's supposed to be a clubhouse guy. He's a clubhouse manager. So, so if he doesn't know about this, that's one more little demerit to, ooh, maybe maybe you're not a great clubhouse manager if guys are just talking to their wrists and suddenly getting you fined. Yeah, maybe you don't know what's going on. Dustin Pedroia is one thing. He's looking at Dustin Pedroia like, oh, maybe maybe he's a maybe he's a Power Ranger or something. What? He just keeps talking to his watch a lot. What is this? What's he doing? Maybe that's why he's been gone. Oh, is he, is he some sort of cyborg? <laughs> What's he doing? Is he is he is he on the the tweets? Is he is he is he posting some twitters? Yeah, honestly. Posted, this, this kid, yeah, honestly, this team this would kid be, is posting some twitters from the, this the dugout <laughs> from his watch. Yeah, honestly, this team would be way better off if they if they could just have no technology in the dugout. Obviously, just having tech. I hope that next year they just put a no technology in the dugout rule for the Red Sox. Then you wouldn't have David Price reading tweets during the games and blowing up on reporters. You wouldn't have this. You wouldn't have David Price reading more tweets by reporters and blowing up on Eckersley. Like, you wouldn't have any of this. I think that to that, to that point, and I guess to be make a semi-serious point, it shouldn't have to be a, a written rule, no technology in the dugout. Well, you know what? Obviously, people can just get whatever they want by John Farrell in this expansive dugout. It's like a maze in there. You can just hide in it. They'll never be able to find you. The thing's gigantic. He, can, he can't possibly know what's going on in the whole thing. But... Yeah, no, this is dumb. This is just really, really dumb for the bad boy Red Sox. And I, you're just you're committed to this bad boy. I'm committing thing. to it. I want. I think I'm the first guy to say that, and I want that to be a thing. So I'm gonna force it a little bit until it gets old. Because they gotta do something else stupid. This, this this team will just inevitably do something else stupid. I don't know what, but they'll do something. But, yeah, anyway, though, with that, we're going to take a quick break to collect our thoughts. Then when we come back, we're going to kind of actually one more thought on this. Maybe uh, maybe the league decides not to punish the Red Sox now, because maybe by proxy having to sit through a 19 inning game was enough punishment. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Maybe the league went, all right, you had to, you had to watch two games. Your team can't hit. Your team needs a literally an, an extra game to score a third run against the Blue Jays. It's like that episode of South Park. You guys have to keep playing baseball for the rest of your summer. <laughs> that's the punishment. You have to keep trying to lose. And yeah, maybe that's what that was, honestly. Maybe they're just sick and tired of playing baseball. They just, <laughs> they just don't want to disappoint their parents, so they don't want to We don't know how hard it going. is to play baseball. Dustin Pedroia is just in there just agonizing. Like, how am I going to tell my mom I don't want to be on the baseball team anymore? <laughs> Like she bought me so many cleats. How am I gonna? 
my feet keep growing. Won't they get it that we don't want to play when it takes us 10 extra innings to score a third run against the Blue Jays? Oh, boy, this 10-inning game shows you why baseball's great, doesn't it? This 19-inning game. That this, one's even better. This at this second game attached to the first game. <laughs> really, really was a real treat. Yeah, that, that's always... Yeah, I yeah. bailed at about 16. I feel like the Red Sox have been involved in games like that forever, though. I know it's been, like, a lot this season, but I, I don't know. I, don't I, I have some distinct memories of watching, like, way too much Red Sox. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really feeling this, this starting with a runner on second and extra innings idea. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm totally I feel no idea. emotional attachment to the idea of a long baseball game. I feel no emotional attachment to the idea of baseball. Change everything up. Make yeah. it more fun. No, I, I mean, yeah, maybe just add more Apple Watches. I don't know. <laughs> Just let teams be dumb. But that is a that's a very great, you know, rule because a, a lot of sports have you know tweaks to the rules in overtime to yeah, make God, it I don't go care. faster. Just go faster. The NFL is just flat out making overtime shorter. Like we're just cutting five minutes off of this. Figure it out. I just find it hilarious. This is unrelated, but um, in in NBA 2K, you one of the options it lets you do in a franchise is make sudden death overtime in basketball. Which is a crazy concept to me. I would almost love to see it done on like a on like a D three college level, like at a level where there's a, a, it's Maybe. not, you know. I love it. No, weird. I love it. I love it. Sudden death. Whoever gets the first basket wins. <laughs> what, do you, is, do you have, do, wait? Do you give the other team a possession a possession to match? I think I'd be no, give no, you a, real sudden death. Tooth and nail for that tip off. <laughs> what if what if somebody gets fouled and they make one shot? That's a that's a good question. We gotta tweak this. Anyway, though, we'll tweak this over the break. Now we're at now that I'm done with all my bad jokes about this, I wanna just move on from this entirely. Um, screw it. We're gonna take a quick break. We will be right back though. We're gonna talk some Patriots, some real football this weekend. Anyway, though, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. If you want to chime in on any of these topics, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787. Jake Elmsley, David Cusack. We will be right back. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out. Go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org. Okay, fellas, thanks for checking out our membership meeting for the unstoppable IOTA Gamma Kappa fraternity. Candidates will be notified around mid-semester. Peace, peace. Have a good day. Yo, can you believe that white boy showed up? Who, Justin? Yeah. 
I mean, he seems pretty cool. He's doing a lot of work in the community. He gets decent grades. Oh, yeah, I played ball with him the other day. Oh, boy, got a mean crossover. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. White people think that just because they can rap or hoop or something, they could be one of us. Now, what would happen if one of us went across campus and tried to join one of their fraternities? <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be a cold day and you know where before I let a white boy into this frat. You feel me? Nah, Trey. I don't feel you. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. date on current events is want to hear yourself speak and join WXIN's news talk sports department and you can talk local news road events sports whatever you want attend meetings at Horace Mann 186 on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. or stop by the station anytime to get your slot today operation stand down no una mano, un folleto. Operation Standdown. Mamon para levantar, no mamon para entrega. Operation Standdown, giving Rhode Island veterans a hand up, not a hand out. Operation Standdown Rhode Island is your local nonprofit that helps veterans readjust to civilian life. We assist veterans and their families in need with services which include housing, temporary financial assistance, employment, and basic human needs. Operation Standdown leading Rhode Island veterans back to a path of self-reliance. To donate, go to osdri.org. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM. Hello, welcome back to Stadium Experience with Jake Helmsley. Dave Cusack sitting here with me. We've been talking uh, some Red Sox. Bad boy Red Sox are doing it again. Anyway, though, we're going to move on to some Patriots talk. If you want to join in on any of these topics, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787. Once again, you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Helmsley. Dave Cusack here with me. And as I alluded to earlier, before I had to get sidetracked by... John Farrell and the guys, and his motley gang of lawbreakers. Football, the NFL season starts tomorrow. Gloriously, actual football, not preseason, not training camp, 
Football starts tomorrow. But first, there was a trade a week ago that I want to talk about. It involves a third-string quarterback. Okay. <laughs> the one of the final, you know, one of the big, big, big splash things that happened in the last week of the preseason was obviously last weekend. Well, this previous weekend, Jacoby Brissett, after having a huge fourth preseason game against the Giants, it was huge. Huge. Got traded to the Colts. Four, Philip Dorsett. Philip, who are they drafting? I don't know this guy, Dorsett himself. But, as I said, as I had been saying on air, that I basically was pretty okay. I was pretty certain that the team, I was comfortable with the idea of the team cutting Brissett going into the preseason after the first couple of weeks. Obviously, he didn't even really play in the third game. But I was comfortable with the idea of the team moving on from Brissett. Then he had the big fourth preseason game, which I never really got a chance to talk about. But even after that, like I kind of bought in for a minute, like, oh, you can't give up this guy. But then I kind of reeled it back. And then I remembered, you know, before the game, I was saying really how he does in this game. won't unless he has an outstanding game, which mind you, he did. Unless he has an outstanding game, nothing he does is going to affect the way that this coaching staff views him. Obviously, if they were going to cut him or not, they already kind of made their decision. Maybe there are some other moving parts to it. Like if some other guys who they wanted, who they also wanted to keep, like say Jacob Hollister, who made the team had a terrible fourth preseason game. Maybe they go, okay, we don't need the third tight end. We'll keep Brissett instead. But what I'm saying is going into that game, they most likely had their minds made up about, you know, how they valued him. And if other guys proved to be more valuable than him, they get rid of him. And instead, though, they were able to turn, you know, a, the fourth preseason game, which he performed well, into instead of cutting him for nothing or trying to sneak him onto the practice squad, which, mind you, I didn't think they would be able to do after the performance he had. I figured, no, maybe now some team would try to claim him. I'm not sure who, but definitely before the game, I was pretty confident they'd be able to get him onto the practice squad. But instead, they were able to flip him for a former first-round pick. A guy who's been a bust up to this point, but... He's only been in the league two years. He's a guy who still has legit speed. He's a guy who can play in the slot to some degree. I'm not saying he replaces Edelman, but he's a guy who, you know, has potential to play in the slot or potential to play outside if you want to play Cooks more in the slot. And he's a guy who, while he hasn't really done it in the NFL, he's a guy who has punt returning ability, at least going back to college. Yeah. So... You know, I can't be mad about a, the team trading for a guy, a guy who I was saying should have gotten cut before the meaningless preseason game. You see, and, and just you know, with with everything with the Edelman injury and everything, I kind of I kind of felt like it was more of a more of a depth move than it was a, a talent move. Just to well, have well, a guy like that on your roster. Every move you know. is a talent move. You know, you're not trading for the guy if you well, don't do think you, he has talent. But they, yeah, they they made the assessment that. We don't need three quarterbacks on the roster, you know. No, they mean it's and maybe it's it's not even a, a Brady's thing. Maybe it doesn't even have anything to do with Brady's health or or whatever. Maybe it's just you know, oh, if Brady goes down and Garoppolo needs a backup, we are the Patriots. We can find somebody. Yeah, we can go sign you know, freaking whatever the hell his name is. That guy with the Cardinals who they had. That guy who was terrible for the Cardinals, Ryan Lindley, who they brought on for some godforsaken reason. Yeah, remember Ryan Lindley? That's a fun fun name to remember. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then to a different point I ask you though, and we'll we'll kind of circle back to Dorset and what he has a team, but then what does this say about how they viewed 
Brissett just as a player. Because to me, it says that, you know, they think that this guy's reached his ceiling. Because, you know, the, the reason that I was okay with them cutting him and the reason that a lot of people were saying it was, you know, the report coming out of training camp and the people who watch it and the people who are way smarter than me were saying, you know, Brissett hasn't really gotten any better from year one. And mind you, know, that's not completely his fault because, you know, Brady and then Garoppolo really dominated the reps in practice. Like, even when I was at the joint practices, I went to a couple of them. He really wasn't playing much in the joint sessions. Like, Brissett wasn't getting a lot of opportunities, but still, according to the people, you know, he didn't he didn't look to have really made any sort of leap. And then you hear that, and then you really start to think back to the two games he played, really, in the Houston game. Even though he won it, and it was an exciting game, he got a lot of help from the defense. Houston fumbled twice within their own red zone. He wasn't running the Patriots offense. He was running, you know, basically a high school offense. He's never thrown for a touchdown pass in a game. Then, you know, obviously the Buffalo game, he played hurt, which was great, but, you know, he didn't do anything. So you look back and you're like, okay, you know, this guy, we all kind of bought into the hype because we were just hyped because they managed to win that game and it was an exciting game. And it was a primetime game, but, you know, he really didn't do a lot in that game. So, yeah, so you start hear that, you know, this guy hasn't really made any leaps. And to me, them trading him says that they agree with that. Like, you know, the preseason game was great. And it was the first time he's he looked a lot better than he's looked any other time I've watched him play. But, you know, they look like, no, this is just an aberration. This is because he's playing, you know, third string guys. So we also don't think he's really taking a leap. So, yeah, let's sell high on him. Because, you know, to me, if you think that he's a legit developing guy at the quarterback position, you hold on to that guy. Yeah, there, he's at the end of the day, he's a backup quarterback, and you traded him. You know, you traded him for a player who might probably actually see the field, um, right? And, exactly, and a guy who fills some needs for you potentially. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of third string quarterbacks out there you can go out and sign. Now, mind you, though, you if, didn't spend a third round pick on them, which is just sorry, but that was kind of a part. I hate to interrupt you, but that was a part of it that. But it's a Patriots thing to do. <laughs> I forgot to, but right, but you don't spend a third round, or at least, you know, they didn't spend a third round pick on him just to go, we need a backup for Garoppolo for the first four weeks, which is something some people were floating out there. Maybe which, they thought he was going to be something that he's not. That's know? my point. And I think, and no, that's, and I understand. No, that's, yeah, what, I'm that's saying, what you're saying. You know, um, they, they're released, they're getting rid of, or they're trading him now instead of releasing him, which I thought we'd have to talk about, but instead we could talk about him trading, which is way better. They would, they obviously, they just, if they're trading him to me, it's a sign that, they don't see him getting any better. They don't see him developing into a legit quarterback, be that a starter or a backup. They just don't see it. So and I would agree with you to that point. I would say yeah. that they, they look at him and they probably say, you know, he's going to be a middle-of-the-road backup quarterback, and that's what he's going to be in his career. Exactly, because otherwise, if you think he can develop into a starter, you, you don't trade that guy. You just you hoard, quarter, you hoard quarterbacks in the NFL. And you already know that, you know, with them keeping Garoppolo, they're willing to, you know, at least – waited out if they thought he was going to be something good well know? that's my thing i don't think this really ties into the garoppolo because some people are saying oh they got rid of Brissett. that means that they can that they're definitely going to keep garoppolo now i don't think that necessarily the two go hand in hand because i think once again like if they just don't think that Brissett's good garoppolo or not you just who can't you just don't keep the guy if you don't think he's gonna be anything and it doesn't play into because it doesn't play into whether or not you keep, keep garoppolo or not because if you just don't think Brissett is a legit option for the future you just you don't keep him around as an option for the future. Yeah. Because then you're just fooling yourself. So I don't think that, assuming that they have the same view that I'm assuming is what they were thinking, 
I don't think this really necessarily plays into if they're definitely going to franchise Garoppolo or anything like that. God, it's just so hard to talk about the Patriots quarterback situation, especially, you know, any timetable in the future. Because any other quarterback in the league says, I'm playing until I'm 45, you you laugh, you're like, yeah, you're insane, good luck. Tom Brady says it, there's a real legitimate shot. Yeah, you actually, it's something you have to get, that he can play at a very, and he will, and also you know just with who he is, he's going to play until he cannot play at even an average level, so, I feel. Yeah, and and so it's it's really hard to have these conversations of, well, you know, what are they, what are they keeping, or what would they have been keeping Brissett for in the future because you really can't at the quarterback position look too far into the future with this team you'd tom brady could he could play you know he could play three more years he could retire after the end of the season you don't know like you just don't know and i don't know how much the organization knows that we don't i'm assuming a lot yeah um but and maybe that's part of it too maybe maybe they know that brady really legitimately does want to keep playing and And they see the tv 12 studio and like yeah this yeah this stuff makes they see him cooking gronk his meals and they're like yeah, that, that that stuff, this kombucha yeah. stuff, this might work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's no, it doesn't. <laughs> Your it's concussion disgusting. water, all right. It's disgusting, man. It's it's got a little tiny bit of alcohol in it, just enough to make it taste alcoholic. But oh not yeah, no, that's for tea, to... that's the tea that Michael Floyd drank. Wait, I was thinking about kale. I meant to say kale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, kombucha is that thing that Michael Floyd said he drank when he got off a of house arrest. Michael Floyd, by the way, remember him? He was on the Patriots a little while oh, ago. My God. I loved michael floyd when he was at notre dame he was my favorite player really i and i hate notre dame but i loved me some michael floyd (laughs) i don't remember why i just liked watching him play i i have a friend i have a friend of mine who will never like get near a laptop and not watch tavon austin college highlights the guy just loves watching tavon austin college highlights and that's it. Like he doesn't like he doesn't like go like watch a bunch of other different players. He's not just a guy who watches a lot of different players' highlights. He just specifically really loves Tavon Austin hey highlights. Man, to each his own. It's it's a strange thing. But anyway, back to this. Like I just you don't spend a third round pick on a guy and then get rid of him at any position unless you think he's just not developing. And the Patriots will be quicker than most teams to get rid of high draft picks if they just think there's no hope. Most teams will, at least if it's a third or a second round pick, go like, oh, well, we'll try another year, see if he, the talent's still there. But uh, but I'm saying, though, that's still a reflection of, once again, I don't really think it means anything about their plan for the future necessarily. I think it's just they just didn't see Brissett as a guy, so that's fine. If the team thought that Brissett could also become a starter and Garoppolo can also be a starter, you keep both those guys because you can have as, as many good quarterbacks as you want. I just think it's very simple. I think it's it's two very simple things. I think they didn't think that, you know, they think that he's not going to get much better and they think they don't need him. Like that's that's yeah. what it is. It's it's wicked simple and yeah, you know you want to overanalyze it more no, than it that, is. but it's like It some, is. Obviously you know? they're like, "Oh, let's just fleece the Colts for this guy who had one good preseason game who we think's just another backup." Yeah, and it's not like mm. you're losing a a ton, you know, if that trade doesn't work out. No. No, you're not cuz once again, it's a guy who I who I was saying that they were probably going to cut. And now you brought in Philip Dorsett, who once again will get down to down the road in a little in a couple of minutes. But but and one that's the th- best part about them trading him and not cutting him, you have another angle to talk about, which is what exactly, they got back. exactly, yeah. After they, but another angle, something other I've heard other people once again smarter than me bring up, but the idea that what does this now say about Bill Belichick's ability to evaluate the quarterback position, which. I don't think it says anything. Well, like it's an, it's another guy, though, who, you know, you look at Bill Belichick's history, 
of drafting quarterbacks, we've all kind of, you know, a lot of people have bought into Garoppolo being, you know, the next guy for the Patriots. But then you look at this. This is another guy in Belichick's history who was drafted at the quarterback position who just, he whipped on. Supposedly, if we're, if we're buying, if we're believing what we think, that they just admitted that. I think, yeah, and, and I do I do get the point that you're making. I, I just think, yeah, they whiffed on a lot of guys, but they've never been drafting, like, for a starter. Maybe now you can make the argument that they're drafting for a future starter, but they, they always were drafting backup quarterbacks to be backup quarterbacks because they've had Tom Brady. Right, but st- even none of the, even when these guys have gotten out, none of them have developed in anything. Like, let's just go down the history of Patriots. You know, Ryan Mallett looked like a bum when he started outside of here. He had, like, a couple of hopeful games with Houston. And other than that, now he's a backup in Baltimore, and they're looking and they're drafting Arena League quarterbacks because they're afraid of him starting. Kevin O'Connell, another guy, only stayed with them one year. Third-round draft pick. Do you have a list up, or you just remember Kevin I have a O'Connell? list up. Rohan Darby. Oh, Rohan Davy was my favorite. <laughs> he played in the Euro League. He did. He played in the NFL Europe. And just, I don't know, Matt Castle looked good for a while, but he's, you know, now there's some questions that he's a guy who did legitimately go, though, go and have a Pro Bowl somewhere hey, else. Man, they had Doug Flutie at one point. They did, but he didn't draft Doug Flutie. I know, but I'm just thinking of Patriots backups. No, but that's my, like, you know, Belichick has never really. And Brian Hoyer was not a guy who they drafted, but a guy who they picked up. But I'll count that. I will. Obviously, I'll count that because he's still a guy who we saw. And Brian Hoyer has had, I don't know, I guess, stretches. And I'm a bigger Brian Hoyer guy than most people. Brian Hoyer has, like, fooled the world into making them think that he's a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. But I'll admit that I'm like that. He's like kind of like the journeyman backup guy who I kind of like. And everybody everybody kind of has a couple of those guys who they like and absolutely hate. And it's kind of all just really arbitrary. Like some guys are into Ryan Fitzpatrick for no reason. And really, they all disappoint you in the end. I was hyper in the Nick Foles for so a while. So Ryan Fitzpatrick broke your heart is what you're saying. No, no, not me. But I'm saying just like all the, like, you know, we, we all have that one journeyman backup who we all kind of swear by. But in the end, and we all get hyped when they get a chance, and really they all just disappoint you in the end. Not, they all just disappoint. Well, because if if they were good, they would be starting on a team. There's a lot of teams that are have garbage yeah, quarterbacks. Like I was a big, big, big Nick Foles fan for a while. Oh, dude, he he won me my fantasy league. I that one year that he. I was thought good. that Nick Foles was like the next big thing. I on I honestly did. I bought into it. I just liked the way he talked. Actually, you know what? I just lied to all of your listeners because, as I remember now, he didn't win me that fantasy league. Um, it was, w- but it was between him and Aaron Rodgers, and I was going back and forth the past couple weeks. And um, I Aaron Rodgers was coming off an injury, so I decided to keep Nick Foles in, and I ended up losing. And if I had put Aaron Rodgers in, I would have won. Oh, the championship. Nice. So like, and I hate the Eagles. So I hated that he was on the Eagles. And then I got pumped when he got traded to the Rams. Cause I'm like, I can root for this guy. I, it's a team that I don't care about. And then he just sucked. And, and now they have Jared Goff. Ooh. And now he's the backup on the Eagles again. Jared Goff about to be the backup on my fantasy team. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting really off track about my saga of backup quarterbacks who I love. But anyway, like my point is though, like you know, Belichick has doesn't have a history of picking quarterbacks, and he's not the one, except for you know Tom Brady, but which I guess you know is a once. But I'm just saying, you know, we all assume they know everything will be fine because Belichick is usually on a different level with just how he manages the roster. 
as the rest of the league. Yeah, and it's like... But I'm just, you know, if you let me get to my point, though, yeah. but... Like, yeah, because you've been interrupting me a lot, Dave. But I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, you know, Belichick kind of becomes human when we're talking about drafting quarterbacks, like the rest of the league is, because it's kind of a crapshoot. Everybody's got to have a weakness, man. It's it's very, we're very, very spoiled, and it's very hard. There are so many teams that haven't had a good quarterback in, exactly. in years. Exactly. There have been generations of fan bases that don't remember their team having a good quarterback. Which like is a the... really good quarterback. <laughs> Because it's just really hard. And I'm just saying, like, you know, we've all bought in, like, oh, Garoppolo's the next guy after two games, six quarters, and then every time somebody says he doesn't practice well, you just get told that he's a gamer. Then... He's a, he's a gamer. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's an... He's just, he's just real good at League of Legends. Yeah, he was really good the first that first half of that Dolphins game, and I don't know. I'm not, and I think Garoppolo looked great, but, you know, Matt Castle looked great. Matt Castle... You know, and it's just, isn't Belichick doesn't just doesn't have this illustrious history, and nobody really, no one GM has some illustrious history of always hitting on quarterbacks because none of them do. But I'm just saying, like, Belichick doesn't either. He doesn't have this illustrious history of drafting quarterbacks who work out and go off to do things in other places or anything. Which you know, once again, you're right. He's only been drafting quarterbacks late. Garoppolo's the highest drafted quarterback the Patriots have drafted since Bledsoe. And he's been drafting. That's, that's a wild stat. Yeah, and he's been drafting guys to be backups. But even then, I don't know. You're still drafting quarterbacks you think can be good. You're not drafting a guy like, oh, this guy sucks, but let's draft him anyway because he's a backup. You're drafting these guys because obviously you see something in them. I think, you're, but I, I think you're you're not trying to draft the next Tom Brady. You're just trying to get someone who can step in there and start and win some games when you need to win some right, games. Right, but that's my point. But none of these guys have really become guys who can start and go win games. Matt Castle won some games. Yeah, but even then, he's kind of just like descended into into nothing. Into is he still on the no, tight? He's, he's not great. Like he's obviously not great. It's just I just I don't think that the Patriots are going out there with the mindset of we need to draft the next Tom Brady. No, you're to right. But Tom if you're Brady. drafting a quarterback in a third round in the third round, you're still drafting him because you see something in him that can be developed. You still you're not drafting a quarterback just going, eh. Let's just draft a guy and have a guy See, behind. And this is where I'm spoiled. This if is you just where, want a short-term backup, yeah. you, you you just you sign a guy. As, as This is where I'm spoiled as a Patriots fan. I put no stock into where they draft anybody in the draft. Because no, they, neither do they, I. You know, it's it's the Patriots. They're going to they're gonna hit on some late-round guys, and they're going to whiff on some early-round right. guys. It's but I'm the just Patriots. Say, That's what they do. You're right, but I'm just saying, you know, there's just there's this, there's this kind of this, if you really want to get negative about it, there's this angle of... Can Belichick find the next guy? You know, how much faith do you have in him compared to other GMs? Which, once again, you want to give him because he's Belichick. So you kind of do just have a blind faith in him in everything he does. Really, we do. As much as I try to pretend that I'm that I an, that I overanalyze it, but you know, I'm just saying. This is a hot take and a half, but as Patriots fans, I kind of like. I feel like we need to suck for a year. Like just no, once, get out of here. once Brady leaves. No, we need to experience sucking. I don't. <laughs> we, we are far too spoiled that's, with this. That's no, that's the spoiledness talking, huh? I wonder what what wondering if you'll make the playoffs is like. That's that's the spoiler. I kind of would like to experience that. That's I remember the, that it was what, like 2009. Yeah, what do you want to pull off like a Prince in the Popper? Like, do you want to like do you want to like go switch off with Jets fans for like a day? Go find I, I go find some Jets fan who looks exactly like you. Switch off for a season. No, what I wanna I wanna. 
I, I just think that as a fan base, if we just not, I don't want it to happen because I want to see the team win. But as a fan base, we we uh, we would learn a lot from sucking just for a year. I mean, just I mean, for a year, just between when Brady retires and when they get the next guy. That's fair. But yeah, anyway, just like I'm saying though, like I'm like it's just. It's not unfair to say is Belichick capable or any more capable than anybody else of finding the next quarterback. It's just my one point. I I don't think that there's he, yeah I don't think that he's more likely or less likely to find the next best quarterback. I think he's I think that and yeah everybody has a weakness. I think that's sort of his weakness. He's I'm not he's, saying it's his well, weakness. It's kind of everybody's weakness. Well, it's a team. Everybody sucks. And it's not just it's everybody sucks at finding quarterbacks. Really, the entire league. There's not. I mean, there's not a lot of great quarterbacks out there no, it's that's really my hard point. to be a great quarterback and that's my point yeah it's a thin position so i'm just saying like i don't we can all just sit here and go oh well garoppolo will step up and be the next guy immediately garoppolo might be gone after this year if the patriots decide not to franchise him and brady wants to play or maybe he does stay and then he's not everything we thought he was maybe because brady just maybe they just trade him to the chiefs just go full joe montana yeah, no, obviously, but <laughs> play, play out, play out the last remainder of your career is a sad, sad start over the Chiefs. <laughs> Ooh, you related to it the. It has d- to be the Chiefs. It can't be anybody but the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I love, I love how whenever they play in a playoff game, like every pa- every playoff passing record for the Chiefs is Joe Montana, and they'll just so show clips of just a sad old Joe Montana and like the wild card round against like the Dolphins, just not being able to win because his team's just terrible. And he just wants to retire, but he can't yet because there's no pension yet. And it's just so, so sad. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, it's just, I don't know. Just Brissett being cut just kind of made this start going in my mind. Like, oh. He wasn't uh, cut. He was traded. Right. Tra- sorry, traded. But, you know, got was gotten rid of. He was deemed unworthy. Yeah. It just kind of, you know. It picks up my mind, like, oh, there's another quarterback who didn't work out. You know, there's just another guy who was drafted decently high who yeah, and turned I, into nothing. I think I do think you're fixating on the fact that he was drafted high because I don't ever think that they really thought he was gonna be like the next guy. No, but still, once again, you're drafting, I know, and I think it's I think it's a bad pick if you don't think he's gonna be a great starter. But but once again, you're still draft you're drafting the guy at that point at that position because you think he can develop into something. Maybe not a starter, maybe an average starter, maybe a backup. But you still, and if you see those traits in the first year and a half, you're going to keep that guy. You're not going to just get rid of him because obviously at that position you want as much talent as possible. So obviously they didn't see anything in him in the last year to make him worthy keeping worth keeping around. So. It's, they don't. They don't want him. I mean, that's all. Exactly. Ultimately, and and yeah, and, and I just, so that means that he wasn't good. <laughs> so it's just another pick that they made that didn't work out at that position. I don't think it. But I, what I'm thinking is, I don't matter. I, I don't think he's good. But I don't think it matters that he wasn't good because I don't think that they really genuinely thought he was going to be that good. I, I know you do, and that's that's. Well, I'm not saying where, I do. That's but where we disagree. They thought he I was going to be something. They're not just drafting a guy like ah, this guy sucks. But let's just draft him for fun. No, but I don't think they realistically expected him to be like a starter. No, no, but they still. It's, obvi- a, it's a high pick for a backup. Yeah, and but I'm, obviously they did. I will di- criticize them for that for taking a backup quarterback. Right, but obviously they didn't see in him what they thought that they were going to see in him, and that's yeah. why they, if they had seen that, they would have kept him. Whatever it was, whatever they thought. I'm not saying they thought his ceiling was, you know, be the next Tom Brady or be a top five, a top ten player at the position. But obviously they thought they were going to see something, whatever it was, and they didn't see it. They just didn't see that with him, and so they got rid of him. And it's just once again, it's they traded him for some other team's bust. So once again, that's just it's, it's one team's bus usually does pretty good for like two years on the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. So it's just 
It's just so. another guy. I don't know. I'm he's just gonna, he's gonna he's gonna catch like the Super Bowl winning touchdown or something. Yeah, it's and and Brissett, and I will not make any difference. Nobody come at me with that. Like, oh, you thought that Brissett was a bust, but they got Dorsett. I'm not saying Dorsett can't be good. I'm just saying that d- don't don't throw that at me because that does not make a difference in this take. This take is solely about what they thought of Brissett. Dorsett's gonna he's gonna run back a punt for a touchdown in the Super Bowl or something. Just do one thing that's like memorable. Yeah, we can only he'll lay down one really good block against the Dolphins. Also, again, spoiled. The Patriots are gonna be in the Super Bowl. Like it's just a thing I'm I'm saying with certainty. Yeah, no, I know it's beautiful, but yeah, I don't know. It's just obviously like not panicking, but you know it's just I don't know. The Belichick's history of drafting quarterbacks is fair is something that's fair to question. Is all I'm saying. But anyway. Now we'll actually talk about who Dorsett is, what he brings to the team. He's not Austin Carr. Austin Carr was going to be the next great Patriots receiver. Hey, man, Austin Carr made a really good catch in the preseason game that I was at. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I never really bought the Austin Carr hype. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I understood where people were getting it from. You can only have so many Julian Edelman. That he's like, oh, well, he's going to be the next, like, Welker Edelman because he was a short white guy, and people wanted to get excited about that. That's, you can only have so many short that, white guys on your roster. But even like compared to those guys, like he doesn't have anywhere close to the quickness that those guys have. The athleticism that Edelman does have, as much as we like to pretend that he's totally unathletic like us. Like he's still... No, he's athletic. A very quick... I don't think anyone's denying that. Very laterally fast guy. And Oscar didn't have that. So I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there that like I'm not crying over Austin Carr being gone. Anyway... Dorsett, though, you know, he brings an element of speed. He ran a 4-3 at the Combine, which with him and Brandon Cooks now, this team has, you know, an element of speed that it really has not had in forever. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I decided I was going to look up the the 40 time of every skill position player on the Patriots. Of course you did. And nobody was over like a 4-5-5. I was Edelman. They don't put stock into the 40, I guess. No, and you're right, and that's fair. It's more about lateral quickness, especially in this offense. That's what will really get you. Is the, That's what will let you play the matchup game and everything. But point is, you know, they have an element of speed on the scene that they haven't had. Once again, you know, I'm not saying that Dorsett is just going to come in here and pick up the offense because it's a very hard offense. A lot of what receivers have had issues with it and just not been able to play for this team at a level that people expected. Also, Dorsett has been a guy who's kind of the report on him is that his football IQ isn't the highest. He hasn't had the easiest time picking up NFL offense, which, you know, doesn't bode greatly when you're coming to a team that's accepted to run one of the most complicated offenses in the league. But still, he has an element of speed. He could conceivably be because, you know, with Edelman being down, it's looking for that next guy or that next more likely group of guys to run to, to play the slot position. And, you know, some people were saying, oh, maybe Brandon Cooks can kind of take some of those snaps, but then you hate to take him away from the outside. So maybe you have Dorsett play the slot routes, or if that's too complicated for him, you can have him play on the outside, just run some posts, open things up, and then Cooks can play underneath, or Hogan can play underneath. But, you know, obviously having another just very fast guy, it opens some things up, and he's a small guy. Obviously, he's not a big guy. He's 5'8", but... That element of speed could be useful. It's another chess piece. It's another matchup thing. Which his team thrives with, and then and you're gonna get more use out of that than you are of a third string quarterback. Exactly. At the end of the day. Exactly. Like if Brissett, and that was always my other argument. Like if Brissett's coming in to play long, meaningful time, like the season's over. Really, it, like 
Yeah. For purposes of the pay, like people are like, oh, well, you need that depth at quarterback, which I never really understand because once you're getting to the third quarterback, like your season's over. Yeah, yeah. It's unless like you know you just need a guy to weather it for five games or something. But if he's coming in because like guys are out for the year, like season's over. No, no, and that does that does make sense. And like I was saying earlier, you know, you if. If something happens, you can always sign another backup quarterback. There's enough backup quarterbacks. Yeah. And out it's there. not a guy who spent time in your system. It's not a guy who, you know, was practicing. You can sign him. a guy who led a team to a Super Bowl if you if you choose as your backup quarterback. So, but it's not it's not a guy who's been in your system. But but yeah, but it is value back, that. But a backup quarterback is coming in to weather the storm. Yeah. So. You know? I don't know, but also Dorsett, once again, he is not, my first thought was, oh, we can return punts, not realizing that he has not returned punts in the NFL at all. Yeah, they'll have him do it. But still, he's, you know, he's a guy who, you know, Cyrus Jones is not doing it because he's hurt. Thank God. <laughs> honestly, I think the best thing for Cyrus Jones' career is actually that he got hurt, honestly. God, poor, poor Cyrus Jones. In a really weird way, like, I was hoping that the team would find a way to fake him on the injured reserve, if not cut him. But instead, he actually got hurt. Which is sad for him, but honestly, like in a weird way, it's kind of the best thing for his career because I wanted the team to cut him, so that would just be he gets cut, goes immediately to some other bad team, sucks there, gets cut, career over. But at least now he has like some time to like, I guess he can't really practice because his ACL is torn, but he can at least like pick up some things, yeah, and have a little more time to get better, and then at least if he watch gets... Watch some film, whatever whatever yeah. film does for you. Watch yeah, maybe film. get his confidence back up and at least like... Matter of fact, there's an athlete out there listening. I'm very curious. What do you gain from watching film? You learn about positioning. You learn where guys go. You kind of learn how to read tendencies of people. There's plenty of value to it. No, I'm not saying there's not value to it. I'm just saying I'm genuinely curious because I'm not an athlete. As to when well, you sit down and watch film, I mean, what you're, do you... I mean, you're a corner. You want to learn... I mean, you're going against a specific team. I mean, you're talking about watching film... Just, just the routes they run? Just to like... generally get... Are you talking about watching film to generally get better or to match up against a certain opponent? I'm talking about, like, you know, people say, oh, you know, this guy watches a lot of film. This guy's in the film room all the time. He's watching film. That's why he's such a good, a good player. Or that's why he, you know, he's improved so much as a player. Like, how... Is, is there a level where, like, you no matter how much more film you watch, like, that's what you're going to be? Well, I mean, um, you... Well, I mean, you're a cornerback. You're going against a certain team one week. It's a quarterback. You watch the film on that guy. You learn where he tends to go with the ball. You learn, like, on what routes he tends to go to which guy, how deep in his progressions he'll go on certain plays. Like, you know, if he's looking one way, does he usually go to one specific guy? You pick up tendencies of the guy. And then when you're playing them, you know, if you see those things happening, you can react to them quicker. Because, you know, once you're pl when you're playing the game yeah. at this high a level and guys are so fast tenth of a second extra time to react because you notice something means a world of difference and then you can also watch other guys at your position pick up what they do little tricks that they have ways that they move and add those things to your game i'm, I'm hopeful that you know whatever whatever he does you know during the course of this injury he can come back better i i want to see him do well you see i was i, I, I was all for the team cutting him in no, all honesty. i i i would like to see him do well I was just I was all on the cut Cyrus Jones train. Yeah, you and uh, my friend's uncle, who I was at the the preseason game. I just with, haven't seen anything. Was screaming to cut him the whole time. Never seen. But since he's hurt, like at least he has. And once again, I thought that maybe the team would try to like fake it. They'd go to him and be like, "Hey, Cyrus, like your knee hurts, right?" 
your knee hurts. Yeah, my knee bothers me a little bit. And then go on the IR and wait out the year. But it's that he's actually on the IR, which isn't as good for him as the faking because he can't actually practice. But still, he has... Oh, the Patriots and their fake injuries. He has the chance to, you know, improve a little bit. He has a chance to kind of, you know, slow himself. Instead of, you know, getting cut, going to some other team, sucking there, getting cut. You know, a guy who's a recent second-round pick will usually get a second chance, but usually not a third. So at least he can kind of put more into it when he inevitably gets cut and goes to the Bears or something. But, yeah, so Cyrus yeah. Jones is... But so Cyrus Jones you, out, you know the trajectory of his career. I do. And, but Cyrus Jones was a guy who could return. Well, he couldn't return, but they were going to have him return. So I'm kind of glad that he's just nowhere near it now. Yeah. Edelman's out, obviously. Oh my God, he would fumble every time. Exactly, but they were going, or he, they, they, you knew it was bad when the preseason. They're like, wow, he caught the ball, and like that was like a sign yeah. of improvement. Like he wasn't running with it; he was just catching it and not dropping it. Like that's sign of improvement. But anyway, so Cyrus Jones is out. Edelman's obviously out. So then you know, the next guys to return would be you know Amendola, Dion Lewis who are guys who you don't really want put it being put in that position because of the injury risk with yeah. them, and it's just putting them in harm's way. So, you know, you add Dorsett. He's a guy who you're not really expecting to add much to your offense, assumably, or even, or if he doesn't, it's not much of a loss, so you can throw him out there. Uh, you can, and it won't, you know, if, if he gets hurt, you know, it's not some giant... Anything you get from him returning is a positive, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, if he can just catch the ball and maybe get a good return every, like, you know eight games that was worth the trade you know and maybe like you send him out in a couple of dummy routes and open some things up downstairs a couple of times like it was worth more than your third string quarterback would have been so i'm just i like the addition once again he is he has been a bust so far i remember when indy drafted him it made no sense to me i don't know if you were watching that draft but when they drafted him I'm like what are you what are you doing why are you drafting a wide receiver you have nothing at like every position you have holes like at every position on defense and your entire old o line as a whole why are you drafting this really fast guy ah, we need speed to go with ty yeah ty is not enough you need yeah you need two doses and of speed. then wow look what happens their quarterback their their surefire franchise the most surefire quarterback prospect in the last 15 years gets absolutely maimed and now he can't even make it to opening day because your o line is terrible poor randy yeah, poor. They have absolutely killed his career. Idiots. Yeah. The absolute idiots there. He was going to be really good. He was. Honestly. like, but that, I remember. Oh, my God. that Because him and RG3, like, I was both like, these guys are like the, the future. Like, oh, uh, I mean, no. Not so much with RG. Like, Andrew Luck. Oh, I I'm was like, on board with RG3. Dude. I was not, but I still thought he had talent. But I'm like, with Andrew Luck, though, I'm like, there's zero chance this guy isn't going to be a top quarterback. When yeah. he reaches his prime. Or just him like, he could be, but it was more kind of like with every other prospect. But with Andrew, it's like really like the only time I've really honestly been like this. There's no way th if this guy fails in his career, it's because of something else. Like outside stuff affected it. Outside stuff like playing for the Colts. Yeah, who don't draft anybody on O-line and give you Philip Dorsett instead. But anyway, still like Philip Dorsett. This is a good addition. Like, you're adding still a talented, a guy who still has talent. His speed hasn't gone away. He still has those traits. So, let's see what happens. Maybe he's cut week three. I don't know. Yeah, he just, he, I mean, you know what? He, he very well might be, but 
on the flip side of that token is he very well could be one of those players who, like I said, has a good season or two with the Patriots yeah. just because he's with the Patriots. Yeah. So it's two years left on his deal, affordable money. The, the fifth-year option wasn't picked up. They'll have the opportunity to do that if they really like him, I guess. But, yeah, it's a decent addition for this team is Philip Dorsett. So, you know. I mean, you're not I, – I, and I look at it as – you're not losing a ton for No, you're not. You're giving up a guy who we've kind of both agreed they probably just didn't think was good. And it's like a it, it's even if he absolutely he's just absolute garbage and he's awful, it's not it's we've like a, a, it's still like a lowercase L. Yeah, like we, if he's, we've if he's kind garbage. Of, I, I don't even know if it's an L because we've agreed that they traded a guy who we who we thought they were gonna cut for him. So yeah. uh, you it, got him for nothing. You, you know, got him for something it, you were gonna get rid of. Everything is good. Everything is good in Patriot. Everything's happy. Patriots Everything land. is happy in Patriot land. All right. Well, that oh was God, 40, don't say that. That was 45 minutes on uh, Jacoby Brissett. So we're going to take another quick break. Uh, it's the top of the 5 o'clock hour right now. You're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsy, David Cusack sitting here with me. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to call in and talk about any of these topics in the next segment, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401 456 8787. Anyway, with that, you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley, and we will be right back. When you're playing pickup basketball and someone tries to make you feel bad about calling a foul, remember, it's okay to call a foul. Don't let anyone make you feel ashamed. They know what they did. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. This week's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh, Johnny, skipping rocks at the pond sure is fun. Hey, look, a moving stick. That ain't a stick. That's a rattlesnake. Sassy, we're in danger. Good idea, Sassy. Go get Mr. Gunderson. You will in a second, but first you'd like to tell us something we may not know about animal shelters in the United States? It's getting close, Sassy. Approximately 8 million pets enter shelters each year? The majority of which are in shelters because of owner-related issues that the animals have no control over? Sassy the rattlesnake! Save us, Sassy! What, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! Our friends at Rhode Island College Dining Services would like to welcome back all Rick students to the remainder of the 2016 school year. An education along with a degree is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself, especially in today's technology-intensive workplace. Remember, education is a gateway to a better life and only you hold the key. 
This special reminder was from the cafe at the Student Union, the galley over on East Campus, and Donovan Dining Center, who again, would just like to say congratulations on taking the first step towards a rewarding future. Rhode Island College Dining Services, wishing all students in the community a successful future. They're on the air because they can. For more information on meal plans and menus, you can visit online at rick.edu forward slash college dining. Sure, being a disc jockey sounds like a fun, glamorous job, but it's tough thinking of creative things to say, give out the time and the temperature. Here is the present temperature for our town and vicinity. For our town, 119 degrees. For vicinity, 27. Oh, you think it's so easy? Well, you try it. WXIN is looking for a few good DJs. Stop by our meeting Wednesdays at 1 p.m. in Horace Mann, 186. It's all yours, fella, and don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage be heard all over the world. Join WXIN. Any questions, you can give us a call during normal business hours at 456-8288 or check out our website at rickradio.org. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. Stadium experience, Jake Elmsley, David Cusack. We've been we spent uh, the last I don't know, forty five minutes, something like that. Yeah, talking about Jacoby Brissett trade. So we're gonna kind of move away from the Patriots for a little bit. Gonna stay with football though, because the bad boy Red Sox haven't done anything in the last thirty minutes to draw my ire. So yeah, they just might because the the whatever punishment they're gonna get might just might be announced. You don't. <laughs> they know. might they might vacate the wins. I heard one guy on the radio this morning saying that, oh, well, the only appropriate thing is now you need to vacate all of their wins against Yeah, Rob Manfred basically said no. He basically said that, can it happen? Yeah. Am I going to do it? Probably not. Well, no. The guy, the guy, This guy was saying that, no they, no, they need to vacate all their wins against the Yankees this year, which... So you're saying a Yankees fan called in to the radio. Maybe. But, <laughs> that's, what you're, that's what you're saying. That's what that but it's means. Fu- it's funny because doing that would mean that... This is literally that would be the strongest punishment in the history of Major League Baseball because baseball has literally never vacated a win in Major League Baseball. Yeah, for stealing signs. So that means that this would be the most. No, no, not stealing signs isn't what's illegal. Uh, stealing it's signs using, using, using Apple technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go down that. Anyway, a couple things from around the NFL. Some pleasant, some not, depending on how you feel about things. So. And something that I don't want to make about my fantasy team, but might wind up being about my fantasy team. After some deliberation, obviously, if you haven't heard this yet, the Miami-Tampa Bay game that was supposed to be played in Miami this Sunday, which was being discussed, because obviously Hurricane Irma is coming to Miami, so the idea of having a game played in Miami would be next to impossible, or at least very inconvenient, take away police forces, that you know the city obviously needs are in a state there i don't believe they've declared a state of emergency yet but all the police are working 12-hour shifts whatever that's called but yeah it's, it's rough down there so they don't want to be having a football game and having all these people go but the so it's being discussed potentially to move the game to a neutral site which is a precedent for or what ended up you know move the game to a neutral site be that philly or I think Pittsburgh were the two that were being discussed, which were, you know, obviously both the teams on the road this week. So the stadiums are empty. 
But what was decided now is that instead the game will not be played this week and both teams will play week 11 when they both happen to have a bye week. So the Dolphins and the Buccaneers now are going to play 16 straight games. And there's a lot of sides to whether or not this is or is not the right decision. From a player safety perspective, it's not ideal, obviously. I mean, the league used to play 16 games schedules, but they stopped it for reasons. Reason A being money, obviously, an extra week. But reason B being that, you know, it is better for the players to at least get that one bye week to kind of, you know, ice up and heal nagging injuries. But now they won't get that. But then the flip side being that the teams are the players are able to go home get their families together obviously most of them live in florida live in the areas that are going to be affected for both teams so there's sides to this so i mean dave what do you think of the decision like what's your take on it from a purely football standpoint i would like to see the game played at a neutral site just because and i'm sure the players they, would too i'm sure that they're yeah. fired up and would like to play in an ideal world but that feels really disloyal kind of I, I guess to the city you know when all these fans in your home city are have this hurricane bearing down on them and they have to you know they're gonna have to rebuild their lives once this thing hits because this thing is it's supposed to be a really bad storm and to you know have your football team I don't know I just think I think the players can do a lot more good for the city away from the field I think that's that, an, yep that's an, I mean the the Texans, they canceled their last preseason game against the Cowboys, which is supposed to be played in Dallas, but they canceled it to go back and help with the city. And obviously, J.J. Watts raised an astronomical amount of money. Now, I think it's above $20 million at this point. So and WXIN raised more. <laughs> We're coming for you, J.J. We're coming for you. It's a competition now. Maybe we <laughs> care about Houston more than you care about Houston. But... I'm sure his uh, his uh, multi-million dollar cabin in the woods is fine. So <laughs> His workout cabin. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so, right, this is good that the players can do at home. Or once again, just the fact that they can go home and help their families get out. Now, the flip side to that also by some people has been, well, couldn't the team fly their families out? The Marlins are doing that right now. I believe the Rays are also doing the same thing. That, you know, they're away games. They're letting basically the team and coaches and just all team employees they're going to let them bring all their families on the trip, however many people it is, like how many planes they got to get. Like they're willing to on the next away trip just to get their families out of there. But I'm not saying that the Dolphins and the Buccaneers aren't willing to do that, but maybe they deem that inefficient and they think it's easier for the players to do it themselves. But yeah, obviously from football, football they've already canceled practice today. So and obviously from a football perspective, the players obviously want to play. They've been gearing up for week one for months. They've probably been game planning for this game for the last two, three weeks. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just going to be very unfortunate if, you know, God forbid, if, if somebody important goes down with an injury in that week 11 game and then you're going to be like, well, maybe if they had the bye week. Yeah, to heal up. That would that would have, you know, changed things. But yeah, it's it's really there's unfortunately Matt Moore who will be the starter for the Dolphins by then goes down. Yeah. And we give the league a lot of flack, but there's unfortunately not a not a right decision to make. No, this in is a this tough situation. situation. This is this is a difficult. It's a very very difficult hurricane filled time right now. It's bad. It's getting it's bad. bad out there. Yeah, it's getting it's getting bad. It is. And I, I mean, I have family in Jacksonville. 
I hope that they're doing all right. But yeah, I mean, it's... It's a difficult situation. So I don't want to make it about my fantasy team, but also... I didn't. Well, I'm about to. I didn't draft Jameis Winston with the and not draft a backup quarterback because I assumed that I'd at least have my quarterback week one. Now I got to drop somebody. Now you got to get a backup quarterback that's gonna be like a crappy quarterback. I got like I'm kind of considering just like giving up on this week, just not pick up another quarterback. Just out of respect for the city, just taking the L. Sure, just like because I don't want to drop like you know like Rex Burkhead or one of my end of the roster guys, (laughs) just because of what. Why ever would you not want to drop Rex Burkhead? <laughs> you know what we think about short white guys here. This is New England. And then I'm considering, like, do I get rid of the Giants defense? I don't know. The point is... Yes. Also, in another league, I have three players going in this game. I have Winston, Evans, and Jarvis Landry. Which, But this isn't about me. This is about, you know, Miami, Tampa Bay, the Caribbean Islands... Obviously, yeah. I, I hope I wish those people the best. I hope that they do do what they tell you to evacuate. Like, don't try to be tough. Like, I'm going to be next time they declare a snowstorm. Yeah. Inevitably, when I'm going, oh, there's not going to be a snowstorm. I'm just going to drive anyway. Like, just, just do this is looking according to things I see on Twitter by people who supposedly understand the weather. Like, no. don't. And a, a, absolutely, if if there's an evacuation order, that means you need to get out yeah, of there. Like just, you know, they don't I, just say the thing for fun. If I have any Florida fans out there listening into the program right now, like, just, yeah, leave. Or if anybody has friends or family in Florida, make sure they have a plan. Make sure they can get out, you know? Yeah, obviously, you know, they're all welcome to come here and stay at WXIN. We're opening our doors to all Floridians and Caribbean Islanders. Who, it's, not, it's not a room on the couch. As a refuge. Uh, it's gonna be gonna be standing. We're opening the door. <laughs> We're opening the door. All right, we are we are opening the door. Anybody who wants to come yes. all the way up to uh, Rhode Island? Yes, but anyway, though, with all that out there, so obviously the Dolphins, and, so the Dolphins will um stay in the division lead after this week. <laughs> the Dolphins will not uh, be able to fall to zero and one. So the Jay Cutler debut will take a week longer, which is. Disappointing to people who like to watch train wrecks, but I'm so I'm so mad I'm so mad I yeah I, I mean so I, now now when Miami comes back to all the to the devastated homes at least they can look to the per hours of Jay Cutler to lift them out of I which do you think is gonna affect Miami residents more their city being devastated by flooding or having to watch Jay Cutler. I mean, football should be your one like solace from yeah, all this all this horrible stuff is happening. At least I can uh, turn the game on on Sunday and watch something that's you know an entertaining product. And then you gotta watch Jay Cutler, and it's like like Jay Cutler's just gonna be salt in the wound from Miami. Like why? At least Tampa Bay gets to come back to Jameis Winston. His promise. That's true. Get to come back to Jay Cutler. He does. He does. He has a lot of promise. They get to come back to Jay Cutler. Poor. Maybe we should start a. Radiothon for that to get to buy Jay Cutler's contract out. Please, please spare these poor Miami fans the, the pain of having to watch Jay Cutler. They've gone through enough. Please, we'll buy out his contract and they can just watch Matt Moore instead. Well, you know they they don't have to just those those aren't the only two options. That's all I'm yeah, gonna say. Yeah, about it. That's about it. Those, those aren't nah, the only two it. options. Nah, only two. Nobody else out there. You're right, they can go to the Arena League. There are always a couple of guys laying around there who are willing to start. They can find a guy uh, uh, bagging groceries. Uh, I would say Joe Webb, but he just got signed by the Bills. So Joe Webb's off the table. Isn't that like 400 pound? 
Lutty quarterback out there somewhere still. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a good option for That's a good idea. No wind, no matter how strong the windstorm is, it's not blowing that guy over. <laughs> that guy's not getting knocked over. The wind's at his back. Nobody's stopping him. <laughs> hey, did you know that Isaiah Thomas writes in Players Tribune piece that trade to Cavaliers still hurts? I know that's not what we're talking about at all, but I just think that that's kind of funny of a thing to say when you're like on a new team, like way to warm up to those fans. I mean, I don't think there's any one person in the planet who is going, yeah, I think Isaiah Thomas is happy. Well, I, yeah, but he can't be like, I'm not happy. I, I don't think it makes a difference. I, 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 don't think any, I don't think he's surprising anybody. Oh, anyway. I, I just Anyway, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll read that during, if we have another break, and then we'll go over it. I don't know. But anyway, other NFL news. Ezekiel Elliott, his suspension, he appealed it. It was upheld, but he's... Still playing Sunday night because the court is still going to rule on if he's going to get a restraining order on the league, which would allow him to play the whole year. And then the suspension would be readdressed later. So basically would give him the right to pursue a court battle about this. But so the point is that, but if that doesn't happen, which is not looking likely, Ezekiel Elliott will be suspended from weeks two to seven. But Ezekiel Elliott will play week one, which just happens to be Sunday Night Football against the Giants, which I'm sure has nothing to do with this decision. No, not at all. Obviously, no, no. This is if they were playing the Browns at one o'clock, it would still they would still Yeah. Same exact result. Same thing. The NFL would have no vested interest in Ezekiel Elliott being available for Sunday night football week one against the Giants, which is it gonna be Romo? What? Is Romo gonna be calling the game? Wait a second. I don't know. Maybe. Sunday night is on NBC still, right? Yeah. It's Jim Nance and Romo now, isn't it? I thought Jim Nance was on CBS. Oh, yeah, the CBS. God damn it. Okay, anyway. Yeah. No Romo. Damn. Unfortunately. Sad. Who is it, it, Collinsworth? Yeah, it's Collinsworth. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> I feel dumb now. Anyway. Yeah, so Elliot's going to play <laughs> for week one, and then, you know... He'll just go back to being suspended, I guess. Which is... That's, yeah, that's very weird. It's a little... I mean, you don't know if he's going to get the restraining order against the league. He which, could. I mean, I guess means that, like, Roger Goodell can't go, like, more than... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also curious as to what that actually means. 500 feet in the air. I'm like, oh, I have a restraining order, Goodell. Doesn't that mean... Wouldn't that mean he can't play the if ref, he has a restraining the order against the league? The refs can't go within 50 feet of him. Restraining orders are weird, man. Like, NFL officials can't go near him during the game. We need to get, a, like, a legal correspondent on this show. Yeah, honestly. Um, anyway, so Ezekiel Elliott's going to play, which flies right in the face of Roger Goodell, which transitions into my next point, the next thing we want to talk about. I don't know if you've read about this. I'm sure most of you know about this, but the more I read about the details of this, it gets funnier and funnier what Barstool is doing for opening night right now. Oh, I, do, I don't know, but oh, I'm well, interested. Bar Barstool is organizing, like, teams of people. They're having secret meeting spots to get the stuff out, to get the to get. They're just recruiting random people to go to the game before the game and hand everybody out Roger Goodell clown towels. I, I heard there was a Roger Goodell clown billboard that nope. came up near the... No, you haven't heard about this? Yeah, basically Barstool is like, getting all these people to get, like, normal people who just ask to help, and they're going to hand out to everybody at, who's at the game. They have 70,000 of these things. Oh, my God. And they're, like, you know you know the shirt, right? Yeah. That clown nose Goodell shirt that Matt Patricia wore. It was going around. You see, you see it around everywhere. They're going, and they're... It's just towels that have just basically the blue towels with that picture on it, 
and they're just handing them out to everybody now assuming they're gonna give them like a specific time during the game because roger goodell is gonna be at the game to just hand out and just wave around during the game and do you think the leagues and obviously everybody's pretty aware of this. Do you think that the league's going to be able to do anything about this? Or if they're going to try to do anything about this? I don't think the league can do anything about it. And I think that if they try, then they're just going to be an even bigger laughing stock because you can't. I mean, that's that's at the end of the day a free speech issue. And I don't want to say that, but it is because um, I don't want to. There's a lot of... A lot of weird connotations with free speech. Anyway, at the end of the day, ultimately, you can't stop someone from having a towel like that. Like, no, you and just even can't. The, like even like going beyond. The, like, the only thing that you can do, sorry to cut you off. The only thing you can do is, uh, if the stadium wanted to be like, you can't give these out on the property. Um, I guess they could. I don't think they're gonna do that. Uh, and for the league, that just looks that it looks even more like they can't take criticism and they hate fun at the same time if they try to like do everything anything about everything it. bad everything bad about the nfl manifests itself in hey you can't uh you can't make me yeah. look oh, silly. they'd have to they'd have to ban they couldn't just ban this towel they'd have to they'd have to, ban, they'd have to just yeah, they ban, do ban towels just ban, that's what they have to do they have to just ban towels from nfl games steelers fans are gonna riot like, yeah you can't i know just i have to ban towels have to pat everybody down like oh you got a towel in your sock here <laughs> it would be it would be a mess it would look like Goodell just has to just take this. He does have to just take this, and he's got to take the booing that he gets when they show him on TV, and he's got to just be well, a man about it. There's the next thing, though, with Goodell being at the game. What kind of exposure do you think he's going to get? Like, I think that, like, is Goodell going to go down on the field at the start of the game? I think it's going to be very tight security. Um, I mean, I know that security in the stadium is going to be tight. I obviously don't, don't, you know, envision them, well... They might prepare for it, but I don't think I don't think the worry is someone's gonna like shoot him. I think the worry is like no. they're gonna pelt him with like peanuts and stuff. Yeah, no, and like, I, mean, I, think I, I mean, I think that's more what the concern is gonna be. And I think they're gonna take. Uh, I think he's just gonna be up in the box. I don't think yeah, he's gonna go down on the field. Agree. He's gonna yeah. be up on the box with Kraft, and he's just gonna be chilling. Yeah, no, he's gonna go in like with nobody knowing where he is. He's gonna go up a back stairwell. Yeah, and then and I don't think that the Gillette Stadium crowd is going to see him. Like one, I don't think he's going to be on the jumbotron. Oh, not like no. I think he's going to be on the jumbotron. I don't think he will. I think that he's going to try to get them to not, because he doesn't want to, have to take the booing. Well, then why why is he even going to be there? Then? So it can show up on TV. It'll be on TV, I think, but that's different. I think the TV will show him, so we can be like, oh, Roger Goodell is at a Patriots game. He's not avoiding them. I I don't think he's going to be in the jumbotron though during the game. I th I think he will be. Especially I think, with this, I think he'll have to. Especially be. with this towel business. I think that this, the scoreboard operators are going to have to give the Patriots fans just that one thing. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, Kraft is still chummy with him, and he tells him, you know, not to. You know, Goodell doesn't want this, so he goes, fine. Well, then that, that also looks bad if he's on TV, but he's not on. You know, they don't show him in the I intros on the Jumbotron. I'm not sure if that would really be that big of a thing, though. I don't really think it would, because if he's on TV, the outside of the, you know, the 70,000 football fans who will be at Gillette Stadium... I really don't think it would become like a national talking point. But I just, I think even in, not a national topic, talking point, but I think that it would become, uh, you know, in, in ESPN and around the horn talking point where it was like. I'm just not sure it would. I, I just honestly, I don't, because how often do you really hear what was on the Jumbotron at any game unless it's like well, Bon Jovi. Getting in, this, in this situation, it's a little different because you would be saying, well, the league is not even giving the fans an opportunity to boo. Well, I mean. Like, in, that's in a their, little. In the league's defense, they already got that. At the end of the Super Bowl, the Patriots fans absolutely like got their 
Like, you don't have a right to boo once. You have a right to boo as much as no, you want. No, you're to. right. But I'm just saying, like, like they've had the, like it's not like Goodell has not given Patriots fans a chance. Like they've had their final. I I think it's done after that. I think that just the whole. I it, just think if they specifically are trying to protect him from ridicule, then that's a little sad. Fair enough. I mean, I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure it hurts him. Well, I'm sure it does hurt, but to, he's to, also, his position, you have to have some thick skin, you know? It's to absorb pain for the owners. Yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Were you on a show yeah. with me? Yeah. Yeah, we talked, Goodell's job is to let the owners do shitty things, so then, but then he can absorb the criticism. So we're not still on FM, right? No. So he can <laughs> absorb the hatred, and then he can take the criticism for everything, so the owners can just keep doing these bad, bad things and denying concussions, but then you blame Roger Goodell for it. And he, you can just hate him and have all the fun you want, and they'll give him thirty million a year to take the hate, and that and that's why kind of to me, like this kind of seems like a step too far. I don't think any of this is necessary at this point. Like you're just kind of rubbing it in it. Like the Patriots, like Patriots fans, we have won. This pseudo war with Goodell is over, in my in my opinion. So I just the towel thing. It's funny. It's funny as hell, but it's just. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a, I uh, I take a lot of issues with barstool, but I think it's a, I think it's a I think it's funny. I think it's oh, it's very funny. I, just, I think it's like like frat bro frat bro funny, which is barstool. It's oh. like it's something if you're like if if you're like identity whole identity is like I'm a Patriots fan, then it's like it's the best thing in your world. I just feel but. like like for Patriots fans, like for me at least, it just kind of like it ended at the Super Bowl. Like a the fact that they won the Super Bowl kind of just ended it. Like okay, like he tried to get yeah but he did it like that and then also like that we that the Patriots fans got their chance to boo him and all that I just I don't know I just feel like it's like it like you've won it like now it's just are was we that gonna... really all just Patriots fans at the Super Bowl though no but it, like, you know what I'm saying like he got, like he got what he does like what know, he, but he, was, he got what was, he had coming yeah, but it wasn't in Gillette like that's that's okay that's fa- that's the caveat to it you're right that's fair that the Gillette crowd hasn't gotten a chance okay but that Okay, but saying that, so does that mean that, you know, next time he comes, it's not going to be another big thing? I think that it's just going to be, like, if they show him, they show him, and, you know, if he gets booed, he gets booed. I don't think that they necessarily... Well, no, if he gets showed, they're going to all pull out the 70,000 towels that were coordinated for the entire... in in secret. They've been very discreet about... But the the point I'm trying to make is that... There's, I think there's no reason for the league to take any precautions to like make him not get booed. Oh no, I don't. Like I don't, I don't think, I don't think that they need to go out of their way to not show him. Like if they don't show him, whatever. But I don't think that I think that's a little sad if that's like a concern they walk in with, you know, before the game starts saying, okay, well we already plan we're not going to show him on the screen. Obviously, it's something of a concern though. What they want. The, what they want the rest of the world to think that Patriots fans think of Goodell because they made him because they had because they staged a photo of him with Patriots fans so obviously there's something of a PR concern with them we talked about that didn't we I don't know if we did I don't think so well there was that photo circulating a couple weeks ago of just him at the yeah. preseason game with some Patriots fans that was the game I was at so I remember seeing that story yeah. after the game no apparently the story behind that was that the NFL network or whoever just went like, hey, like we want a photo for promotion. Can we get a photo of you guys? And then they're like, oh, okay. And then Goodell just popped out of nowhere. Just popped out of the bushes. Which is hi- basically was just hiding and just gets in the photo with them. And they're like, okay. And then they post this photo. And then it's like, ah, I love Patriots fans. My favorite. And then I feel bad for those people because everyone's like hates them. Everyone's like, you're yeah. not real Patriots exactly. fans. Exactly. But you, you get like, like, obviously it's still somewhere in his mind if he's going out of his way to stage photos with patriots fans oh obviously he cares what people think about him which 
Which is why I would be do, surprised but... if he tried to get them to not get him booed by 70,000 people bearing Goodell towels. But I just still think it's a little cowardly if they try Oh, it actually is a little cowardly, but it wouldn't be surprising by me. And I th if, they, if there's any grand gesture after this, now it's going too far. Now, at, if, at that point, if like next time he comes, they pull some kind, some kind of big display. Maybe at that point, I'll start to say like, oh, okay, this is... It's getting silly. Like, I mean, uh, if the Patriots win another Super Bowl and then they, they keep booing him, I think it's going to start getting a little bit much, it'll get just a little, in general. As well, but, it might get excessive after a little. I just want one more year of Goodell hate. Just one more That's year fair. and then everything okay. can go back to normal. That's fair. We were just, Josh Percy is joining us right now. We were just, Josh, we were just discussing, obviously, Barstool having all those towels with Goodell. Do we think Goodell will be shown on the Jumbotron at Gillette? If, like, should kind of the Goodell hate kind of not end, but... Maybe just kind of like the Simmer Patriots down. have kind of won at this point, won the uh, Super Bowl, got to boo him in Atlanta. Maybe uh, maybe you can justify you know this this week because the Gillette crowd hasn't gotten a chance to do it yet. I don't think he's gonna be there. Oh, he's no, gonna, he be there. gonna be there. He said he, he's gonna be he's there. He's gonna be there. He's, he's confirmed. There. confirmed. Oh, he can't he's not a, go there. Yeah. Oh, well, God. he did it well, last year. I'm saying he can't back out at this point. Like he, he or, did it last year. He's, he's, like, yeah, I'm not he's already committed up. to doing it. It's a major story. Uh, like. He's going to get booed. Um, but come on, guys. It's been like, what, a year and a half, two years now? That's what. I, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you well, won't... since like that thing it's been. Yeah, I mean. He's still, he's still a jerk. I'm, he I'm is a jerk, but <sighs> I don't think they've got that Super Bowl, I think, rightfully counteracts. Deflate gate. That's what I'm saying. That's that's so, kind of what I'm saying. And if the Gillette crowd wants their chance to do it, I completely accept also, that. Also, I'm pretty sure you can't say the D word on Jake's show. Yeah, I, I can't. That's the forbidden. Deflate gate. That's the d forbidden era. Hit the yes. dump button. Yeah, hit the dump button. Fucking Josh Percy of the Bad Boy Red Sox in here. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I, if okay, I won't say it's excessive because Gillette has it. But if after this. Next time Goodell comes, there's some big grand, you know, middle finger to Goodell. Then I might start to say, like, okay, now you're just beating on this guy. Like, that... You're just, you're just beating a dead, you won. dead horse at this point. You, like, you won. Like, you've won, you've won two Super Bowls since this all started. Goodell's, like, one of the most highest paid, like, sports, like, person in... He's like, what? He's paid more than... 30 almost, million a year. 30 million a year. More than any NFL player makes, I'm pretty sure. Yes, and Unless I'm pretty Matt sure Matt Stafford just beat that. Possibly, um, probably not. He might have like a year where he's making thirty million. That would be not, hilarious if Matt Stafford made more than this. He's not averaging thirty million. Him and Derek Carr might have a year where they're making thirty million, but they're not averaging thirty million a year. Which, yes. Good. So, um, I don't think he really cares, to be honest with you. I see. I can't say that he doesn't care, because I think it was you that I talked about. He went out of his way to stage a photo with Patriots fans. So obviously he cares to some degree about like what people perceive him. I I, I actually don't think he cares. I think he's like I'm making more money well, than. See, I think he does care, but I think he shouldn't. I I think, and we were talking about this earlier, and this was the you know sort of the point that I was making was that I think he needs you know for lack of a better term he needs thicker skin, and I get that we're all everybody cares about what people think about them, but when you're the commissioner of the National Football League and you're the face and you're the, you know, as Jake and I have discussed, you're basically the fall guy for the owners, you have to kind of accept that people aren't going to like you and you're just I mean, going to have to play that villain role. I mean, he could easily, you know, I think we'd have more of an uproar if he overturned uh, 
Zeke Elliott suspension, or he's like, oh yeah. You, I don't think Patriots man. fans care about that. Yeah, it's kind um, of actually I kind of do. You do? I, I do because of the fact that I I, I would I, be I would be better off if they overturned it. Honestly, no, I. What you have Zeke on one of your teams and you're like, oh no, no I'm I not just gonna like, have they him don't play have, for six weeks. They've been so shady about it. They won't just like come out and say what they have on him that proves that he did it, but they claim that they have all this evidence. The, this is the issue that the NFL is the known. Stop! I'd rather the league stop punishing people without evidence. I rather have that be anything that has to do with domestic violence. Domestic violence has clearly gone. Either to the extreme by the NFL, mm -hmm. or you get you know you get a little slap on the wrist. See, I feel like it's been Quote, mostly slap right. on the wrist. Yes. It's so been... this is what they're doing. Yeah, they're just... they made a statement with Tom Brady about cheating. Now they're making a statement with Ezekiel Elliott that off-field issues. Domestic abuse, we're not having any of right, it. Right, that's kind of my point. It kind of feels like they're just making them a scapegoat to kind of like make up for all the other ones when really like they But don't... the thing is that if they sit here and they go, you know what, let's drop it down to two games again. Then you're going to have an uproar because, oh, people are missing two weeks of football for beating on people. Ray Rice. But you see, they don't have any... And that's the thing. See, they haven't come out and say though what the evidence they have that he. I don't care what it is. Because he was he was found innocent in the case, and then they say, "Oh, we have all this evidence that." Well, the issue is the legal authorities. Now, the don't issue have. is what if. Now hear me out here. This is real mm -hmm. shady stuff that I'm about to bring okay. in. What if what if Zeke just paid off that chick to shut her mouth and the lawyer? We don't know. We, the The case wasn't you know videotaped and it wasn't shown on no. ESPN. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what yes, he was innocent in the case, but was it because the charges were dropped? Was it because um they decided uh to stop, you know, doing whatever they were doing? Did the we don't know why. It's true. There's always a always a bribe somewhere it can be. Sure there yeah. is. I'm just, just saying that I would not no I would not put it over. He seems like him. the type of dude to do anything exactly. he can to get off. Right, that's fair, but then I just want to know what the NFL has that the police don't have, seemingly. If saying that he paid this girl off. No, because you know what happens if the NFL comes out and say we have video of him doing it? The state looks stupid. Yeah, I don't think they really care. No, they no. I it's not the NFL. I guarantee you, the NFL would go out and put this stuff out here. But I guarantee you that that court system and those head officials, the the uh, the the officials yeah, in the, that the state, Texas Rangers, yes, the Texas Rangers, Chuck Walker, Texas yeah. Rangers, they're sitting here. They're like, you can't release that because then why was he proven innocent? In the case. Well, that's my point. I just don't think that. I just. I. I would like. It, but you're also inviting to go. I don't think you really have any. They're also just an opening the door though to go. I don't think you have any evidence, and you're just saying that you do because you just want everybody to go. Oh, now the NFL is being tough on domestic violence. I just think that they, if they really didn't have anything at all than this, they wouldn't be going through this. I think there is smoke and there's probably some fire. Yeah, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I can just also I can just also believe the inverse that the NFL is just like, okay, just the next domestic violence case, no matter what it is, we're just gonna you know what, but slam the guy. You know what, a, you no, know what, Jake? I'd rather another, Yeah, exactly. I think we have the both stance uh, on here. I was gonna bring up Jarvis Landry. Right, if he being, actually if he no, actually did here, it, he should get No, it. Jarvis Landry's being investigated for domestic abuse. In my opinion, you indefinitely suspended until it's proven. See Well no, that's on you can't no, you can't. No, it's the league sitting here. You say you, you can't know suspend what? a guy if he hasn't been if he hasn't been found guilty of it, or at least you don't have the evidence that he's done well, it. Well, the NFL just proved that they can. Everything, everything here. I just, I feel like 
again, like I said, when there's smoke, there's probably some fire. And you know what? It's it, 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 sometimes maybe you do have to overpunish. Maybe you do need to overpunish him because this has gone on for so long. And the NFL has created a culture that if you come and you speak out against these players, these multi-million dollar athletes and say, they, hey, hey these, this guy's a bad guy. This guy hits me. This guy does something. Then it's everybody. I'm not saying you, Jake, but I'm saying I've heard so many people be like, well, what if she lied? What if she made it up? And I'm just sick to death of that no, attitude. They that. wouldn't just... be doing this if they had nothing. If they had nothing, this wouldn't be happening. If this was a cry wolf scenario, it would be dead in the water. But obviously it's not. There's something. Listen, I not, I'm not denying that it could be. I would just like to note it. I is. just, in my opinion, the first domestic was Ray Rice, I believe, recently. Yeah. And they dropped the two-game suspension on him. If it was me, I would have dropped the ten-game suspension you on also, him. You also have to look at it from a perspective of, like, how much I know that, you know, the alleged perpetrator is an NFL player. How much of that information is really, really should be public knowledge? It's a domestic violence case. Like, we're demanding every sh scrap of evidence they have. Do we, are we entitled we to that? Do we want to yeah. know that? Are we, do we want well, that and are we entitled to that? But if they're going against what the court system said, then yes. Or, or you open the door for people to question, is this legit? I think, it, like, they're it's sitting one, there. It's one or the other. They're sitting there and they're saying, you know what? From what we've seen, we did our own investigating. Remember, if, let's say this trial went through yep. and Zeke... And his uh, listen, I watch a lot of Law and Order. Okay, <laughs> okay same. No, I watch. You, you probably should have just been like, I'm a criminal justice major. I am like, a criminal I feel, justice I feel like major. That, I feel like that would have lent you more credibility yeah, yes. than the Law okay, and Order no, thing. But this okay, is, we have I'm Raphael taking, Barba no, here. So I'm sitting here and I'm sitting here. I go in these type of cases, the defense tries to show as many as much evidence as possible. Uh, that's what. Okay, all so cases the do, yeah. no, no. Let me get to it. <laughs> So the def that's different because it's domestic violence, not like a murder trial, because you're accusing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, victim so, is alive. Yes, exactly. Zeke's lawyers are supposed to make this girl look at like yeah, she's um, lying. He's an NFL player trying to she get money to ruin out of his him. life. Yada, yep, yep. And guess what? In a court of peers, remember, I have said this multiple times. You have it's it's not proven guilty. It's Leaving just a little bit. No, it's of, beyond oh, a reasonable hey, doubt. No, yes. you're right. And you know what? If that lawyer was able to just drop a little bit on one person, yeah, no. he walks off goat free. But the NFL sits there and they go, wait a minute. How did he get off goat free? Evidence screams guilty. Okay, oh, I would just wait like a minute. I see what happened. You convinced the jury that this girl was trying to blackmail you. And they fell for it. You know what? You clearly beat this woman. We're suspending you. Okay, I would just like the There's NFL to say that. The NFL just, is not a jury said, of but your peers. they said that they have evidence that the court system didn't have. The NFL has come out and said that they had like specifically evidence. Not just and you do know that evidence can be... Um, yes, deemed inadmissible. Yes. Yes, all these things. So, I would just like them to say what that evidence is then. But you, you don't have the... You, we don't you're not the entitled right. to that information though. Yes, you are. No, what you're, happens you're, in courts no, is public knowledge. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What if, what if the NFL is afraid of another uh, situation like Ray Rice? What if they're afraid that if there is a video of this, that maybe the cops received illegally and they can't use in the case? What if the NFL got it, which they can use to suspend him? Right, which I No, said. no, 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 no. Okay. Why would they release it and ruin Zeke's career when they can just slap a six-game suspension on him and say, hey, nobody will ever see this video? 
You serve the six suspension, and you don't turn out like Ray Rice. Okay, then at fight, that, it. That, fight it to make it look like you're fighting it. Well, then at that point, yeah, then at that point, they're why not would really they re- rallying why? against domestic violence. They're just playing the game to look better. No, no, they're not. They're sitting there, they're going, Zeke, you can't do this again. You're suspended. And if there was We're any not, video, no. like, it would be out by now. Uh, also, if there, no, if there yes, was a bit, there somebody was, would but have But what found I'm it. saying is, I don't think the, the NFL is trying to do two things here. They're trying to keep this basically second-year player mm-hmm. who has Hall of Fame potential to stay in the league without, you know, because you know what happens. I mean, I highly doubt Jerry Jones would uh, yeah, release no, no, this there's dude. A, there's a no chance. There's a, no. I, I will always stand because by the if, fact that if Ray Rice, if the Ray Rice thing had happened a year earlier for him and it had instead been Ray Rice coming off of winning the Super Bowl versus Ray Rice coming off of his post-Super Bowl year, which was way below his standards, he'd still be in the league. Or at least he would have been in the league longer. I mean... Somebody would have picked up post-Super Bowl Ray Rice after the after this because talented players... Well, again, he only got second. suspended for two games. Right, but so. then nobody else wanted to touch him, but it was easier for teams... Because they saw the video. Right, but also it was easier for teams not to touch him because, remember, his last year in the league was not great. His season before that was great. There's a lot of running backs out there that yes, Ray Rice is better than. <laughs> not really. No, his, but his last year in the league, he averaged, like, I don't know, 3.5 yeah. yards per carry. I mean, he's that's still better than I would say half the league. Yeah, but that's not worth yeah, touching. It, but it's also like the cabinet conversation. Like he could be a backup somewhere. Like there's right, he, but he could be a starter on the freaking Jets. <laughs> but no, like Greg you Hardy, could probably be a starter. I on could the be Jets. a starter on Josh the Jets. Josh Percy could Point be a starter like, on the Jets. I could have no arms and still be a better starter on the Jets than Joe Webb. <laughs> Is that Why? the worst personnel group in all of football? <laughs> I vote yes. Oh, the wide receiver. Group Did you is the see worst that they extended their head coach and general manager yeah. for like a multi-year? Yeah. I'm like, well. Uh, uh, gotta love them Jets. They're hey, really, they're really that's, that's holding fit. in. Uh, you know, that's kind of like. But also, if Todd Bowles gets fired at the end of this year, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call bull on that because you gave him nothing. If you're like, why'd you go like one fifteen, Todd? You had this team. Why didn't you like raise you it suck, up? Todd. It's all your fault. Todd. Now we're gonna scapegoat you. But that's the same thing. Anyway, continue. Yep. Yep. Like. I mean, anyway. I know, like, you can't compare drugs to all this, but obviously, like, Martavius Bryant was suspended for weed, clearly. Um, yeah. All season, got reinstated. Josh Gordon's still in purgatory. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to still not reinstated. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out if I mean we don't know what's going on with Josh Gordon. He's still um, not reinstated. Well, I know Josh he's Gordon's not. Josh Gordon's just done. Like, no, I don't know if Josh Gordon isn't passing drug tests. If he's like, yo, I don't want to play football anymore. I'm just gonna. I just want to smoke. He's weed. trying. He keeps appealing to be reinstated. They just won't let him. So why does Martavius Bryant get to and Josh Gordon does not? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just laughing at the way you said Martavius Bryant, where you just put so much emphasis on his last name. Martavius Bryant, Josh <laughs> Gordon. Um, <laughs> I, no, you see what I mean? There is so much uneven rules in the NFL that show favoritism to stars and then those who are not. Like Josh no, Gordon right. was a legit star on the rise. Mm. And you know what? I bet Roger Goodell is sitting back there. He goes, you know what? Probably should have reinstated him the first time. Well, well, then he moved in with Johnny Manziel, though, so his life got worse. Obviously. Pro- the but then the other thing yeah, is, like, alter. we we don't know if he's still smoking, if he doesn't want to play anymore. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. he doesn't want to play anymore. I would disagree with that, um, but anyway. Yeah, we see every year that, oh, I'm going to appeal for reinstating. Well, I mean, you can you can just, like, if you want to stop smoking weed, you can just, like, stop smoking weed. So, like, maybe <laughs> maybe Josh just has, like, a point. Like, it's not addictive. So, like, maybe Josh has a point that he just kind of just doesn't want to. Or, or just would rather smoke weed than play football. <laughs> Which is, he was sitting on, like, a, 
you know, an actual legit like star contract yeah. from Cleveland, and yeah. now they're sitting there with Corey Coleman and Kenny Britt <laughs> and Kenny Britt, who I've drafted in um, all my fantasy leagues. But I do want to point out that the NFL is so even when they're suspending and giving out suspensions and so fines. uneven. They're uneven. They're unfair. You said even. I'm like, <laughs> no, they're uneven. Yep. And I think that Roger Goodell is finally putting his foot down, mm. and he's going, you know what? Even if there's backlash from people saying that, oh, he was innocent in the, the court case, he did something wrong here. We're yeah. going to suspend you him. You see, for I just it. can't. I just don't Any type of domestic abuse, whether, unless it's a, a legit uh, cry wolf, mm-hmm. even if it's not, t- like, I mean, hey, what if Jarvis Landry doesn't get taken to court? For and yeah. but you get a picture of you get a video of him smacking his wife. Yeah, then at but that she point choo- you sus- she doesn't choose Yeah, she doesn't. At that choose. point you suspended, but at least then we have the video. I think, Look, I I'm think saying- they care. I think they care more about um, the, percep- the the people That's- that are going to say you guys are weak on domestic violence yes. then the people that are going to say well maybe he was innocent like yeah. they don't care no, about well, that listen, opinion listen, Josh, like it's he, unfortunate they, just, they don't care about that opinion and listen yeah. Josh and, and, I agree, and I'm fine with that and listen Josh I agree with you to a certain extent but I just you're making the league out to be way more altruistic than I think that they actually are the, I don't think the league really really is like we're taking this hard line against domestic violence no but the thing let is let me finish let me finish we're taking this hard line against domestic violence because it's the right thing to do they're taking this hard line against domestic violence because they've been getting destroyed about it the ratings are down a little bit that they're not doing it because it's some big we really hate and they should because domestic violence is a detestable thing if ezekiel elliott really did what he's been accused of even if he got deemed innocent the nfl has some evidence that he did do it and that just something in the trial went wrong or he got off on some technicality then obviously he deserves any punishment they're giving him i'm just saying that i don't have enough faith in the nfl to say that they definitely wouldn't just suspend this guy make up that they have some evidence to get some good pr that they're hard against i think i'd rather him just miss a couple games for something he maybe didn't do although i really think he did it um then to just get away with it have you, you know? seen i would just like if they, they d- have you seen the the questions that they, he was asked in court like if he had lied under like you know oath yep yeah, oath so they asked him do you drink he goes in did you drink in college and he goes yeah did you do drugs in college? He goes, yeah, I smoked weed. He never failed a drug test at Ohio State. I mean, there are ways around that. Okay. Yes. There are ways around there that. There are ways around that. Maybe it was a mouth test. Mm-hmm. Maybe he used somebody else's urine. Maybe he got maybe one of those. Maybe he bought that maybe stuff got, from the smoke shop. Yeah, maybe he exactly. got one of those fake penises like in Blue Mountain State. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Z- listen, Zeke's a great <laughs> football player, but I don't think he's a legit good dude. No, he's not a smart person. No, I he's, no, no. He's done some dip- bad things. No, no. no right, he's done, like I'm saying he's smart. He's not a good, no, he's not. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not. He's, he seems like he went to Ohio State. Maybe he's a smart person, but. He went to Ohio State on a football scholarship. Yeah, no, I'm saying like not smart in the terms like he doesn't know that you probably no, he's shouldn't a bad just person. grab random woman's no, breasts. No, he's a bad person. No, you're And you know what? I think, listen, from some, talk, take this from somebody who hated the Brady suspension. But looking at it long term, I understand why it was so harsh. Because Goodell was stepping his foot down. He said, you know what? We aren't taking any of this crap. I know that most Patriot fans, including myself, thought it was just Goodell going after the Patriots. But in the long run, you know what? There's going to be another team out there that cheats. And if they don't, Use this same type of like four to three to f- four to six game suspension, then maybe they, if it was like one or two games, then maybe mm-hmm. they were going after the Patriots. But if mm-hmm. it's the same type of thing, well, the issue with this whole case is that it gave it basically gave the commissioner basically unlimited power 
in suspension, but that's a completely different rabbit hole that I very systematically avoid going down. You know what? It's his league. Oh, now we're going down. If God he feels it. that the right that he should suspend somebody all year, well, no, he's fine. not. He's not a dictate. Okay, we're not doing. We're not doing this. Continue yes, on about. Yes, we Zico. are. We're not doing this. We no. only have four or five minutes anyway. Let's, so the let's, league, we're the doing court, this now. The courts ruled that the, the commissioner has the ability to suspend people for conduct detrimental to the league, which is a super, super vague term that really can't mean anything. Which is and that's the point. Problematic. Yes. But, and you know what? Repeat that for me again. What repeat, do, repeat part? the part about underneath what it says that well the courts rule that he can suspend people for conduct detrimental to the league okay conduct what detrimental to the league Zeke's conduct is detrimental to the league well no if he did it it's so a fashion that this is a story is detrimental to the league yes yeah but you also can't suspend everybody just Bam. for being in court just being accused of any honestly crime. I think Jarvis Landry should, should be suspended just See, for even having his name brought up in I, domestic abuse no you need to wait for the, some of the details to come out well, yeah like, but no you can't just suspend him like oh well you gotta accuse him because you do run that risk that, no no they have what? to false accusations don't happen no that they much. don't you're right they don't happen that much elephant in the room it doesn't no, happen you're that right much. but you still have your rights you still have a yes. certain degree. And the, NFL and, is, through... and the NFL isn't the justice system. They don't need to follow the rules of the justice exactly. system. And that's why I can believe that they have evidence that incriminates Ezekiel Elliott that just wasn't admissible in court or maybe for whatever reason. Or maybe they just reason. thought that it was bad PR. And they're like, you know what? He probably did it, and he paid his way out of it. You can, so, you can would, get fired from like your job working retail for like any reason. If you, you got arrested, get sent for, home for like any reason. Right, and you that's know? not it's right. just part of. But it's just part of working. It's part of being in a. a you go in adult there with society. the full thing that yes, you, bosses. you, you are under contract with your team that mm -hmm. is under contract with the NFL, which is owned by Roger Goodell. Not well, it's not really owned, owned by Roger Goodell. Well, he's the it's boss. Owned by the people. He kind of manages and it. Roger Goodell he, isn't he's really the, the manager. boss. Yeah, he's he's the manager. That's better. Yeah. On the Roger he's, Goodell. He's the vice principal. But the thing of is, the NFL. is that Roger Goodell feels that this type of story or what Zeke did is bad for the NFL and he has the right to hand down a suspension. That's all it is. He doesn't need evidence. And I'm just saying that's a dangerous precedent. If they don't have evidence. And once again, I can completely believe that they have something that the court just couldn't you use. Can, you can argue with every type of suspension that it was a he said, she said, or, oh, he probably didn't do it. Well, no, There's not, every, not every suspension. Yes, yes, you can. You have John Brown, whose wife said, yeah, he hit me like 30 times. And they suspend him for one game. This is also true. I'm just I'm just saying that I just I cannot put it past the league that the league wouldn't just make something up just to spend the next guy that but comes But from up, what I believe it was big name. it was past abuse. Not current abuse. Past. Yeah, it happened it happened a while ago. It happened, it happened a while in, ago and she came out and they talked about it. It doesn't happen anymore. I mean, it maybe doesn't happen anymore. This things tend Why, to have a, I mean I mean abusers are Statistically, astronomically more likely. From what to I remember, I don't remember back. it very good. I haven't read about it recently, but he might have even went to get help for yeah, it. Yeah, that, so, never, that never works. <laughs> wow, you just really have zero faith in our society, do you, Jake? You well, have zero faith abuse, that anybody can change. Okay, well, you're just going out. No, I'm just saying that abusers who go, who, or people who abuse who go back to their partner, are I think about a thousand percent. That's impossible. 
more likely to be abused than somebody who has never been abused. Uh, I'm just saying, like people, people are more likely. Uh, that's a complete. I mean, they're more likely to do it. Because You're verbally they, abusing the ears out here. I am, but anyway, and I do it every week, and I'm 100% more likely to do it again next week. But listen, and if they have some sort of video that just couldn't be admitted in court, they have something. If they have some shred of evidence that proves that he did it that just wasn't admissible in court because there's a million little tiny stupid things. It's also admissible to share that evidence. That evidence can't be shared. No, you're right. So that maybe that's why they can't share the freaking evidence. I'm not sure. I don't think, they, I don't think that's true, though. If it's true, if they have some kind of recording, they can you're share right. it. Criminal justice major knows nothing. <laughs> Goodbye, Raphael. All right, it's 5.51. Okay, we're almost done here. Anyway, okay, I don't want to sound like I'm coming out in support of Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just saying that I also can't 100% believe that the league wouldn't do something stupid and shady, is all I'm saying, because I don't have any faith in the NFL. I don't think they have any reason to, like, frame them or make oh, them look I, bad. I do. They can take a hard line. They can say, oh, look at what we did. We, yeah, but that's going to happen we're again. We're finally taking a hard line against domestic they violence. They can do it if that... If that really weren't real, why wouldn't they just do it the next time it happens for real? Because it's gonna happen again. Also, you don't want it to happen again. So why would you? Why would you even like fabricate something? You don't want that image attached to your league. No, but they want the image that they're being tough about it now. That's what they want. That but people would rather it just not happen. Because we would all forget about it if this wasn't a story. If this really just wasn't real, it wasn't a story. Well, and then you we would all the, just forget about it. You still have the people out there going, "Oh, well, he probably did it." So yeah, but those people aren't gonna stop watching the league. No, nobody's going to stop watching the NFL, but the ratings have kind of dipped a little bit for one stupid reason or another. But I'm just saying I'm just saying that the NFL has taken an absolute beat, a very deserved beating on PR over the last year or two for a lot of things and the way they've handled a lot of things. So I'm just saying, I don't know. I can believe that they see I, I get it. And I get the point that you're making is you, your point. Correct me if I'm wrong, is it's not unfathomable that they would frame this dude. Am I am I correct that that's. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's See, not unfathomable. And I'm just saying I don't think they have a reason to. That's, I don't that's know, where you we're know, at. You get, you get the chance to suspend this big-time star and show that you don't give anybody special treatment. That's the point. If the, ne if the next guy is some backup... big-time star for a season. Yeah, right? but still, he's a big-time star in the most valuable franchise in the league. You know, if your next guy, you do it, if you go and suspend some, you know, some backup linebacker on the Bengals for a season, people will be like, oh, cool, you do it when it's some nobody to make a point. That'll be this. But if you do it to a big time star, it just, you're like, see, we don't treat anybody special. I just, I don't see any reason for them to, you know, say, yeah, me, I don't know. I, they wouldn't suspend him if there was absolutely nothing and that's you see i th just can't i just can't that's the thing that no because they, they know it, it would just make things so much worse if they suspended him and there was absolutely nothing because that would come out at some point and you know there's going to be more details of the story there's going to be more things that come out as we go forward but that would come out if they had absolutely nothing yeah listen and i don't expect that i don't i don't legitimately believe that they have absolutely nothing as much as i've been fighting it like i don't legit i don't believe that for a fact i'm just saying that it's an angle that is fair to look at. It's an angle that I don't think a lot of people agree with. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, and I'm not saying that you don't make valid points, because you've been making good points. Uh, it, just, it's, it just feels to me kind of like grasping at straws, like trying to be like, well, look, look at this bad thing the league's doing. Instead of, instead of being like, yeah, maybe they don't do it for the right reasons, but maybe they are doing the right mm. thing for once. For once. Not for the right reasons. Hey, listen, but if this is it. If this is a new standard, then that's great. Because the league has absolutely been terrible at handling domestic abuse. And it absolutely should be something that they take a absolutely solid, hard line against about everything. Like, like I'll, 
about every play. And it probably should be a season, honestly, because domestic abuse is probably one of the most heinous things you can do, really abusing somebody who trusts you, somebody who's let you into their life. And Like, I was reading quotes the other day from Art Rooney, the, the late, no, not Dan Rooney. Who's the, who's the one who's dead? Is it Art or Dan? Are they the same what? guy? What? Which, which one's the one who died, Dan or Art Rooney? Pretty sure Art Rooney's dead. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you have to ask me uh, between a dude named Art and a dude named Dan who's dead, I'm gonna say the guy named yeah. Art's probably dead. Whatever. Anyway, just, I don't even know. I'm gonna, no, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. I don't want to get on Steelers fans' nerves. I guess. Oh yes, I will. Anyway, but my point <laughs> is domestic abuse. Because I'm trying to save face here. Because I kind of feel like it sounded like I've been arguing in favor of domestic abuse for the last half an hour. But it's a heinous thing, and the NFL should take a hard line against it. And they've just done such a bad job of handling it. Really forever. Of all time, they've done a bad job handling it. But they've finally begun catching flack for it in the last year or two. Which is great. And I don't know. Just I can't not put it past that the PR-obsessed NFL would go out of their way to fabricate a scenario where they look great in a domestic abuse case. It's just all I'm saying. I just I just don't think that... Because I, I think that they know that that would come out and that would make things a lot worse if, if someone was like, well, you just made this whole thing up. I, I think that there has to be something there, and, and then we can get into the, the argument of, well, you know, what is there? Do we deserve to know what's there? Yada, yada, yada. Well, but, like, I, I think just, that there can't there can't just be nothing. Right. You're arguing that they wouldn't say if they had nothing, but also if they did have it and it was definitive, why not come out and put it out there just so everybody knows? I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I don't, they're I'm just— I'm not in the position making that decision. Maybe there are just way less people who think this, and I think that there are. But I don't know. I just—I feel it would be in the best interest of the NFL, unless it's some vicious— video and you really think it'll look bad but i don't know if you have proof this whole thing anyway is just like you know like we were talking about earlier conduct detrimental to the league this is bad this is bad to be talking about this this is bad for the league right. that we're having this conversation you're right so they should suspend so they're trying to they're trying to do something to make manage. it less bad i don't know listen i, I agree with that that's what, exactly what i'm saying that they're doing i'm just saying that it just i don't know everything with the nfl has this air of might not be legit to me I think I think they're I think they're genuinely doing the right thing. I don't know if it's for the right reason. I hope that's, that's no, what I think. I hope they're doing the right. I do. I really hope that they have this evidence. Deep deep down, I believe it. I like, mean, I don't because I I hope that it didn't. I I hope that it didn't happen because that means someone got abused. Right. That's fair. That's also fair. But right. I I just I I don't I I don't like to I don't like to say or insinuate that someone may be lying about something like that. Right. You know, because it's a very serious thing, and it's like I, I don't, I don't want to be like, well, maybe you know, maybe this is, maybe we shouldn't, because then it, then it gets into this whole thing where it's like you're not really listening to victims mm -hmm. that much, and it, it opens up the no, whole can right. of worms that we giant, don't have time for. But no, and you're right, there is a giant issue of people just denying domestic abuse victims when they say that they've been abused. And I'm not trying to open that. I really don't want people to think I'm endorsing that either, because no, I think that if you're claiming you're being abused, you know, 99% of the time, yeah. You were. Well, people get hung up on that 1%. You're they right. They do. do. I just, I don't know. I just don't trust the NFL a whole, whole lot. But then again, I don't know. If they just wanted to also just suspend Ezekiel Elliott for kind of being a jackass the whole summer. Also, that's fair. This guy deserves some kind of discipline. Just everything he, he's well, well, he's not, he's not a good dude. It doesn't no. seem like he's a good dude. No, I don't know him, but it doesn't seem it does, like he's a good dude. It does not seem like he's a dude who uh, respects women. Yeah. Takes a nice dive into respect woman lake. On the weekends. NFL player does not respect women headline. Yeah, shocking. Anyway. <laughs> with my reputation, hopefully not completely ruined among women's rights groups. I'm going to United's going to come protest yeah. the show. 
This has been the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. Thank you to Dave for coming in. Thank you to Josh for coming in. We didn't get to any Cassius Marsh, but that's fine. Anyway, though, with all that, this episode, as all episodes, will be uploaded to the official Stadium Experience SoundCloud as well as to iTunes. So go on either of those two services. Look up the Stadium Experience. If you missed any of the show, you want to re-listen to parts of it. And other than that, we are going to be back next Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on 90.7 WXIN. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. Thank you for listening, and good night.